It's a Dennis Brown kind of day. That's the mood I'm feeling. Last week it was Barris Hamlin. Today, rocking with Dennis Brown. And you already know, gotta have the music with the news. Get our blood pumping. Get us singing. Put us in a feel-good mood. To share with you, darling. Not sure what the weather is like where you are. I don't know. The devil and his wife are fighting right here where I am. You know, they, that's what they say. Well, that's what they used to say. I don't know if that's still the um, thing. But when I was growing up, if the sun is shining and the rain is falling, it's the devil and his wife fighting. Well, that's what's going on right now for us. You know, South Florida is a little crazy, so yeah. Can't expect anything better. And I'm sorry, baby. I'm so sorry. Whoa. I'm so sorry, baby. Yeah. 
Have I told you lately that I love you? Well, if I didn't, darling, I'm sorry. Did I reach out and hold you in my loving arms? I have a lot of stories for you today. You know, we have the Caribbean corner. Now I realize that you need love too. I know this one is no surprise, but yeah, Warda got caught trying to smuggle items into prison. Oh boy. I'm not sure what's going on in Atlanta with these shootings with young people. Amazon is con- uh, What's his name? Bezos? He don't give a damn about a damn thing. Let's just say that. He's doing what he wants to do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Starbucks barista. I, I don't know what's going on. Everybody's so emboldened nowadays. I, I just don't know what's going through people's minds. We're going to talk about those things and so much more. I'm going to give you a rundown of the headlines in a bit. Stick and stay. Everybody wants a love they can feel.
gotta squeeze in one more. as often as I could And maybe I didn't read you, you Quite as good as I should If I made you feel second best Girl, I'm sorry I was blind Thank you to everyone listening on QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone. You were always on my mind. Gotta give a big thank you to everyone tuned in on JohnNoRadio.com. And of course, my clubhouse crew. I guess. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. I just never Hope you said White Rabbit for good luck. It's the start of a new month, the last month of 2022. Always on my mind. It's hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday, but we're doing it in a Dennis Brown way. Give me one more chance to keep you satisfied. What does Rosolo say? Rosolo say, tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs> yeah, we're we're on. We're live. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, that music. Here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. In the Caribbean corner, out of the Cayman Islands, opposition asks government to withdraw digital ID bills. In St. Martin, they win the case against the real estate agency over water rights. Out of Trinidad and Tobago, Kyle Richardson cast in lead role for UK Lion King tour. Stories out of Jamaica, fewer than half of early childhood students are attending school and that's according to a report that was done. Transport groups split over calls for protest after no word on amnesty. A security guard has been charged with murder after body of his wife was found. U.S. citizen killed in botched St. Anne robbery. Age cocaine smuggling Americans convicted after arrest at Jamaica Pier. You know, I was looking at their ages. So young. Popcorn and Tony and Singh drop duet titled Next to Me. 
In news out of North America, second child dies after 17th Street Bridge shooting in Atlanta. And Atlanta issues curfew for teens to stop crime involving the youth following the fatal shooting. Man pleads guilty, a Florida man, to lewd inappropriate behavior on a flight. And school principals are saying that culture wars made last year rough as hell. Racism row erupts as William and Kate visit Boston. In business and tech news, Amazon CEO says it will continue to sell anti-Semitic film and book despite backlash. And I wish they would stop calling it anti-Semitic because it is not. Oh my gosh. DoorDash cuts 1,250 jobs after pandemic hiring surge. In Believe It or Not stories, oh, we are loaded on this one. Male warden of a California woman's prison is accused of running a rape club in Dublin. We have those stories and so much more for you. Coming up after a little more from Dennis Brown. Some feel-good music on a Thursday morning for you. Do you know what it means to have a revolution? And what it takes to make a solution? Fighting against oppression. Yes. Gotta pull that one back up from the top. Listen to the words. to be ready to fight for what's right stand up ten toes down understand that we're in this together all in this together 
As they say, when the rain falls, it doesn't just fall on one man's house. Stop, we all feel the crunch. We all row that boat together, we can get to the destination quicker. Just because you live high on the hill, and I live down here on the ground. All the things that are going on that's affecting me, indirectly affects you, whether you know it or not. Message in the music. In this To all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Thank you to everyone listening on JohnNoRadio.com. And thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You can follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments on the score with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok moments with me media. The mean everything is MI. Listening to the voice of Dennis Emmanuel Brown, Crown Prince of Reggae, another one you can listen to his songs all day. One of Jamaica's most talented singer-songwriters. 
Do you know that he recorded over 75 albums? Come on. Don't play with him. You're on top of the world, baby. Little facts about him, little facts, I should say. I'll show you what goes to go. Byron Lee was very instrumental in putting him on the international scene. Yeah, he was so impressed with the performance of his way back in the day. Yeah, he booked him to perform on some of the tours he was doing throughout the U.S. Thank you so much, Dennis Brown. Appreciate your voice. We're going to go ahead and get started, and we're starting off in the Caribbean corner. first story is out of the Cayman Islands. Opposition asks government to withdraw digital ID bills. Story courtesy of cayman.loopnews.com. The Honorable Roy McTaggart, leader of the opposition, has today requested the government withdraw the national ID and population register bills from the next sitting of parliament to allow more time for public consultation. Mr. McTaggart had earlier in the week suggested to Minister Andre Banks that he should consider extending the public consultation period. Mr. McTaggart has now formally written to the minister to ask for more public consultation. Mr. McTaggart in his letter said that despite the government's attempts to educate the public on the two bills that the concerns are not going away. Some public concerns arise due to misunderstanding, but some are valid and need attention. Given the importance of these bills, the government should allow an extended public consultation period. Mr. McTaggart went on to say that his colleagues in the opposition also share that view. An extended public consultation period will help ensure that all valid concerns are aired and considered. It can also allow the public to become more familiar with and understand the purpose and benefits of both pieces of legislation. The success of the bills depends on getting it as right as possible at the start and ensuring the public trust both the population register and national IDs. Our next story, courtesy of Nationwide. I don't know. No, no, no. Hold on. No, no, Jamaica, it's not it's not time for you yet, Jamaica. Have a couple seats. Have a couple seats. We head on down to uh, Trinidad, I believe, for the next one. 
I don't know. It's, he's split between two Caribbean islands, right? Um, not sure which one to put him under, but let's see. But before I even get it, that, that's some good news. Before I get into that one, I want to talk about this one. Um, okay, it doesn't want to come up for me, so I'm not going to argue with it. Today is not a fighting day, but there is a story. Let me see if I can find it. We spoke about it a couple weeks ago. It's a real estate issue. I know I came across it and I wanted to bring it back up, but sometimes the wealthy don't always win. Let's just say that, right? Right is right, and I believe in doing what's right. Uh, bear with me one moment. Okay, it's not going to come. Hopefully I can find it for tomorrow for you guys. Don't worry. Let's keep it moving. So we're just going to go ahead and head on over to Jamaica, and then we'll talk about the good news for Trinidad, this guy out of Trinidad later on. So this one is courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com. Transport groups split over calls for protest after no word on amnesty. There appears to be a rift growing among operators in the transport sector over how to deal with the government's failure thus far to grant a traffic ticket amnesty, which would give taxi and bus drivers time to pay off the outstanding tickets. The government had announced the implementation of a system on December 1, which is today, that would see drivers who acquire multiple traffic tickets issued with a warrant for court. Transport operators are seeking to get a payment plan in place so that drivers are not affected by the new system. The rift seems to be appearing after at least one organization representing transport operators called for a withdrawal of service on Thursday, December 1, to force the government to grant an amnesty. On November 14, transport operators in different parishes withdrew their services for two days, nearly crippling the country. Several schools and businesses were significantly impacted by the withdrawal. The private sector said then that 50% of production was lost. Two weeks after receiving a proposal from private transport operators for a traffic ticket amnesty, the government is still discussing the matter. A voice note purporting to be one from One Voice Association of Transport Investors and Operators, which represents some operators in the transport sector, noted that they have not heard from the Minister of Transport and called on members to strike. In the voice note, he told members the protest would continue until Friday and if still no word from the government, would continue again on Monday. However, there is no support from groups such as the Jamaica Association of Transport Owners and Operators and the Transport Operators Development Sustainable Services. Both organizations have released their audio statements denouncing and distancing themselves from the call to protest. Yeah. You know, right is right, wrong is wrong. When you're wrong... My father used to say this, you have to stand your hand. You have to. You can't be in the wrong and have your chest big up so much. Calling for what? Now, I agree that the government, and we, we spoke about this, I do agree that the government faltered. The government bodies who are responsible 
for the management of the transportation sector, in particular public transportation, narrow it down to taxes and buses, yes, they have their responsibility in this matter. They dropped the ball. But their dropping the ball does not, on the other hand, give you the right to continue to disregard, disobey, treat with scant regard the laws of the land. And it is painful. Teething pains, I get it. It is painful when you're trying to whip people in shape and put some kind of order in place. But at some time, at some point, we have to correct the behaviors. We're loose. Loose on both sides of the fence. You knew you had these tickets. Why didn't you address them? Why didn't you address the tickets? As you get them, address them. And if you don't want to get another ticket, correct the behavior. Correct the behavior. If I'm going down the road and I'm pulled over for breaking a red light and I get that ticket and I toss it to the side, tomorrow I go out again, break the red light again, get another ticket, toss it to the side. And then I repeat the behavior again, say the following week. And they say, okay, we're going to take your license. Am I, do I have a leg to stand on at that point? No, I don't. I did not correct my behavior. I did not follow through on my obligation, whether it's to go to court and fight it or to just go ahead and pay it. I dropped the ball too. But we have a habit of excusing poor behavior. We like to ignore lack of discipline. Which in, what we're doing is promoting bad behavior. That's it. Plain and simple. People had an amnesty before and oh no, no, do nothing. So one on one. You had the opportunity before, and no, 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 do nothing. So it tells me that you don't care. And the sad part about life is that the good always have to suffer for the bad. I just say, God, what is good for the goose is good for the gander. So there are people who are genuinely in tight financial situations, who have financial constraints, who really could benefit from an amnesty. But because of the bad behavior of some, they said, no, figure it out. Go on and figure it out. But we have to draw the line and everybody now has to toe the line. Medicine is never an easy going down, right? But it is what it is, as we like to say. So I'm going to feel it phone a button. I had a chance. And think about your brother, man. Right? When I take a stance or when I do something, how is it going to affect the next person? Do we ever stop and think about that? Or are we only consumed with self? 
think about your neighbor. All right. Fewer than half of early childhood students attending school, according to a report, courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM. Members of the Public Administration and Appropriations Committee, PAAC, are concerned that fewer than half the country's early childhood cohort is attending school. They were reacting to a report from the Ministry of Education at Wednesday's meeting of the committee. PAAC Chairman Michael Phillips says failure to address this will have serious consequences for the ed- education system. For the 2021-2022 academic year, only 83,000 were enrolled in an early childhood institution of the 236,000 children in the cohort between 0 and 6 years old. That's only 35% being enrolled. The PAAC chairman says this represents a serious failure on the part of the country. Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Education, Maureen Dwyer, suggested that the low figure may have been a result of the country just emerging from the pandemic. However, Phillips noted that even in the prior academic year, 2019 to 2020, only 111,000 children in the cohort had enrolled, still fewer than half the number. Phillips is particularly concerned in a context where early childhood institutions are being shut down due to lack of attendance. He was joined by North Trelawney MP Tova Hamilton, who called for the right sizing of the education budget to address the deficiency. How are we not having our children going to school to the point that you're going to shut the school doors that makes absolutely no sense now i'm not sure for the 2021-2022 academic year only 83,000 were enrolled in an early childhood institution of the 236,000 children in the cohort between zero and six years old that's only 35 percent being enrolled the paac chairman says this represents a serious failure on the part of the country when I see that 50% of your, of your cohort not attending school, then how is it now that we attract them to get to school? To, because it is affecting from when you get to primary, then going back up to, to high school. And we keep on, we in this house, and just generally say that the most important part where we are failing our children is really at the early childhood. And I'm not saying the ministries, but we are failing at that level that we are not getting the required results coming into primary and into high school. Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Education, Maureen Dwyer, suggested that the low figure may have been a result of the country just emerging from the pandemic. However, Phillips noted that even in the prior academic year, 2019-2020, only 111,000 children in the cohort had enrolled, still fewer than half the number. Phillips is particularly concerned in a context where early childhood institutions are being shut down due to a lack of attendance. We have two empty basic schools in my constituency, which was built by Chase Fund. Both of them, that there are no children going to them now. Closed, lock up. Yes, right? Mayfield and now Inglewood, which has now been told that they are going to be closed. 
it, it come January because they have less than. And, I, and, and we can, no matter what we say about the birth rate, we still have com- less than 50% attending. He was joined by North Trelawney MP Tova Hamilton, who called for the right-sizing of the education budget to address the deficiency. She noted that had the problem been addressed earlier, there may have been no need for the current six-form pathways program. Because it makes no sense for us to be, for example, the six-form pathways program. We should not have gotten to a stage where that was required because we, we, we should really have pumped all the resources from early. So those children, zero to six, who would have gotten that attention from early would more than likely have done well in high school. In response, the Permanent Secretary says the situation is being assessed as a matter of priority. We are conscious of the challenges in the early childhood sector and the impact that those will have on the readiness of our students for primary. But as it is now, so we have 132 brain builder centers. We are embarking on what we call the Early Childhood Transformation Program, which we're looking to assess and evaluate how these um, brain builders are helping us to modernize and to, to organize and to, to, to formalize the early childhood sector so that we can go on a build out because we, we recognize the difficulties with not having our children ready. Shavon Campbell for Nationwide News. When I see that 50% of your of your cohort not listen to that again. 50%. How do (laughs) what's the excuse? For 50%, well, it's worse. It's 30 something percent attending school based on the numbers that were provided in the report. Only 35% of children are going to school. Prior to the pandemic, it was only 50%. What, what, what do the parents have to say? What are the reasons that the parents are giving? Now, I can tell you, number one, they can't afford the school, and there's no school fee for basic school. There is none. So they're going to say, boy, I can't find the money for buy the, clo- the, the uniform and the shoes. Okay. So let us say there is a community with 5,000 people. And I'm just throwing, it's a hypothetical thing. Just work with me here. Community of 5,000 people. Let's say in that community you have 100 children. And let's say none of the 100 p- parents can afford to buy the... um the shoes and the uniform for them for school. Can't the parents be proactive? Call for a meeting with the school administration because more than likely the, the principal and the teachers live and go to the same, live in the same community, go to the same church, so on and so forth. So them see them, them, them know them. So how about you as parents be proactive have a meeting with the school administrators state your case and say listen we understand that rules are rules and we have to shape our youth to be able to abide by rules 
but we can't afford it. But me no one because me can't afford the uniform and the shoes. Me can't send me picnic to school to get that education. Let it then be the administrators who say, yeah, nay, you know something. And I, w I if I were an, were an administrator, and I understand the financial constraints within which those parents are operating, I would have to, I would well, not have to, I would be so inclined to be lenient and say, you know something, what's more important? Wearing the school uniform and a pair and, and the school, the required color school shoes or shaping minds, giving them the opportunity to excel, to learn so that they can grow up and take on a role. And I, that's what I would do. But many times when we are faced with challenges of one sort or the other, we tend to sit back and wait for somebody else to recognize the issue, address the issue, and do something about it. We can't have that mentality. It's so funny. If water lock off, we know what to do. We, we jump into survival mode. We know, say... All right, water always a lock off. I'm going to have no water. Me need for flush my toilet. Me need for cook. Me need for wash. Me need for beard. So, you know what? Me go build a tanker. Me go get a barrel from somebody and, and, and put it under the edge of the fence. The, what you call it? The roof. So that when rain fall, the, the thing will fill up. The, the barrel or the bucket or whatever will fill up. Or we make sure. So we know how to do that, right? We know how to shift gears. We know how to be proactive. We know how to use our initiative. So why when it comes to education and we're picking them, we don't have the same drive? Why? So I don't want nobody to look for me and tell me, say, the reason them picking them go school is because they can't find the money. For the uniform and the shoes. There is a workaround. There is a workaround. Get together as parents. Talk to those who are in the leadership roles. You have your MPs that will come through. You have your parish council representatives. Reach out to them. Don't just deny your children the opportunity to have an education because you prefer to put your hand upon your jaw and not do nothing about it. For every problem, there is a solution. But we tend to wait for people to find the solutions for us. If we don't have the answers, seek answers. Coming together, brainstorming, will provide solutions, folks. That's what community is about. So parents, I'm not going to blame the government for the reason why your children up to six years old are not in school. No, I'm not blaming the government for that. I'm blaming you, the parent. I'm sorry. I'm blaming you. Now I will shift blame to the government 
or to the teachers or the, the school principal. If them say, no, your picnic can't come at school. But have you asked? The Bible tells you, ask and you shall receive, knock and it shall be opened. But you have to be proactive, folks. Prime Minister Holness says legislation coming requiring households to properly sort solid waste. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM. Prime Minister Andrew Holness says legislation will soon be coming requiring households to properly separate and sort their solid waste. The Prime Minister made the announcement at a handing over ceremony of 50 compactor trucks to the National Solid Waste Management Authority. That's good. Okay, Mr. Holness notes that while the country works toward improving its efficiency in managing waste, there is still a need for Jamaicans to practice appropriate waste disposal. The Prime Minister pointed to the Japanese as a good model to emulate in terms of a culture of responsible waste management. Yeah, we need a country that's clean. We need a country where people take pride in how their country looks there's there um i forgot the name of this country it's in europe um they i think they're probably the cleanest country in the world you don't even see the skips the skips are kept below um ground level (laughs) yeah so when you drop the garbage in the receptacle you're walking by and there's a receptacle and you drop your garbage in it it goes down into the skip which is underground so when the truck comes you know and what you call that thing that lifts up um there's what's the right name for it you know and you put your car on a ramp and it lifts up the car and you go to the garage for them to do the oil change oh jesus May I get old? I can't remember the name, but I think I don't know what I'm talking about. So it operates with that kind of system. The skip comes up above ground and the truck empties it out and it puts it back. It goes back down. And I think that's brilliant. So the place smells good. You're not walking by and have to turn up your nose or you're not having to worry about flies and all of that. But Jamaicans need to take more pride in how they keep their country. So there is a young lady that I follow on TikTok, Flor Cubana. She is a Cuban living in Jamaica. Um, and she does a lot of snorkeling and goes to the different keys around the island. The little on the keys, it's astounding. If you go to the keys to enjoy yourselves, carry your garbage back home with you now. Carry your garbage home with you. Don't dump it there. Because eventually what happens, the garbage gets into the coral reefs and it damages the coral reefs. And coral reefs are are an important part of our ecosystem. We need to take more pride. You, You drive along the roads. A vehicle in front of you. Somebody finished drink. Boom. Out the window. Sometimes you wish you had magic powers that you could just snap and it go right back in the car or the vehicle. It's nasty. 
keep your garbage on your person until you get to an appropriate location where there is a receptacle to dump your garbage. We shouldn't have to have legislation. So by next year, I'm saying to Jamaica that the relevant legislation will be start, we will start to put the relevant legislation in place. I believe that some are already are in place to enforce separation of our waste. I visited Japan a couple of years ago. An amazing experience how they started at the grassroots level, at the lowest level, with training their children to separate their waste. For us, we would see it as, a, as an imposition, as a great bother. But you are not going to get that cleanliness without us adopting and internalizing these good social and responsible behaviors in separating our waste. And I ask every Jamaican to just stop for a moment and think, what are we saying to the world as to who we are when we improperly dispose of our ways? What are we saying to our children who are coming up about who we are? So there's much work to be done in not just the purchase of more equipment, but more work needs to be done on building a new culture of cleanliness. But let me just suffice to say, ladies and gentlemen, that this represents the beginning. And although we like to wait until March to announce the budget for the, previous, for the year that follows, some things can't wait until March. Eh? Some things too important to wait until March. So I want to confirm what has already been said that we have already reserved space in the capital expenditure budget for 50 more trucks in 2023-24. By pursuing strategies that are sustainable, we'll have a disproportionate growth in the size of our capital expenditure budget, which will allow us to make expenditure on garbage, on schools, on hospitals, on roads that ultimately improve quality of life. When we go back, nobody wants to hear when I go and I knock on a road and I say, you know what the fiscal deficit is last year? Do you know that the primary surplus was that? No, nobody interested in that. That is important, but it's a means to an end. What people want to know is that their quality of life has improved and that is what we are about that is what this government is focused on that's what our economic policy is configured to deliver pride let us take pride in how we keep our surroundings and mr holness is correct we have to teach our children because children learn more through observation whether you want to believe it or not they do what they see you know the same monkey see monkey do well it applies to human beings so we throw things out a child is watching pride Jamaica let us 
have some pride in how we maintain, how we keep. And the funny thing, you know, the same people who will be dumping, dropping the garbage out on the roadsides before we even get to the sorting of garbage. The same people who will drop the garbage on the roadside as they walk along are the same ones who will turn around and say, Lord, then can't take up the garbage, man. Boy, the place dirty. Man, the place stink. Hold up. But you contributed. So, I don't know if in Jamaica they have a system where if you're caught littering, you're fined. I think they need that if they don't have it. Yeah, it might sound harsh, but sometimes you got to sort people out, straighten them up. Right? Take care of your home. Sorry, go ahead, James. Go right ahead. Yeah, morning. Morning, everyone. Good morning. Go ahead, James. Where are you? When is it James or is it me? It's not me. James, it's you. Try again. Wheel and come again, James. I don't know if you have to leave and come back, but try, try, try again. Okay, so we're going to. When James is able to speak, we'll let him air his um voice. The most important, one of the most important things to why Jamaicans need to take it serious because like our fishing and, and the whole um, tourism is like the bread, the bread basket for, for, for like Jamaica. And you know, it's been, it's been said now that like, like even in in America, in North America, like they they are now saying that it seems like um, farm fish is going to be a better option than wild, and you know that for people who love fish like wild salmon and and all of those stuff, like the the taste, there, there's nothing compare. But but what they're finding now is that you you'll go they'll go test like a salmon or um, a snapper. No, and they find plastic in 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 the system. Um, so no, they're they're saying that look, like it seems like farm fish is is a safer bet nowadays, and you know littering and stuff like that is what's gonna you know cause stuff like that to to get worse. So like when people go home to Jamaica and they want to go to Elsha or Little Oche, Little if I go get some fish and festival or some, you know, like they they'll be eating like contaminated fish with like plastic particles inside of it so yeah they need to take it more serious because it's just more it's, it's more than just the look but it, it the environment and and you know our food in the long run it's, it's going to damage that so yeah so it's, it's a good look yeah thank you james and thanks for raising that point you're absolutely right yeah Pride, folks, a little pride. Our next story, bus driver attacks baby mother after finding man in child's bed. Story courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com. Please, if any man ever referred to me as a baby mother, I'd done it done right. So don't call me baby mother. I'm your child's mother. But anyway, a bus driver who allegedly injured his child's mother in a fight after going to her house and seeing a grown man lying in his seven-year-old daughter's bed is to go to dispute resolution. 
The 36-year-old bus driver from Maypen Clarendon, who is in custody, was offered bail when he appeared in the St. Catherine Parish Court on Tuesday. He and the complainant are to return to court on February 10, 2023, after they have gone to dispute resolution. The court heard that one day last week, the bus driver was calling his baby mother's cell phone but got no answer. He then went to her premises in Bridgeport and after entering the house, he reportedly saw a man lying on his daughter's bed. The accused and the complainant got into an argument that escalated into a fight. The complainant's phone was damaged and she received injuries. The man who was in the house managed to slip away. In court, the complainant cried inconsolably to the police and the parish judge had to stand down the case so she could compose herself. The woman said that the accused man cut her finger off and stabbed her in a body cavity. The the court noted that she had all 10 digits. In offering bail, the parish judge said that the accused, whose name was... (laughs) whose name as well as that of the complainant cannot be revealed because a child is at the center of the dispute, must report to the nearest police station three days per week. He is also to stay away from the complainant until the court procedure. However, this did not go down well with attorney Cecile Ashton, who is representing the accused, as she told the court that the complainant has her client's bank card with all his cash and wanted it returned. The judge ruled that it should be handled in dispute resolution. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I hope you all hear me because I have a red bar. <sighs> Let me know if you all are hearing me, please. Some Flash your mic for me, somebody. Okay. I can hear you now. Okay, perfect, Sula. Thank you. I don't know what's going on, but I keep getting this red bar. But yeah, lady, you're wrong for having this man at your house. Well, if it's the home that both of you share, let me put it that way. If it's a home that both of you share, you're wrong for having this man in the house and laying in your daughter's bed. Why not answer the phone? I'm not teaching people how to do anything but you 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 gonna be cheating your man man i call you answer the phone <laughs> you can't you cannot take them chances lady answer your phone tell him i say you're busy or something tell him you're not at home something but if you know the man where you have no two all right Oh, you know, you're not going to answer your phone. I don't say my pop up at the house. And then, after you and the man finish one another, make him go on, make him go take up bed, go lie down, make him go about in business. I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. I, I, sounds like I'm teaching people how to. Anyway. I'm gonna go on to a dispute resolution. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> oh Lord! If I go cheating, I know the rules of cheating. 
And I'm not going to say to somebody, don't cheat, because cheating are going from Wapi Kill Philip before time. So, you just got to know how to be smart about it. And ladies, women, you're usually smarter about it. That's a, something a man would do. Drop the ball. Ladies, don't mess up like that. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Rosola. Let me tell you something. I have an eight-year-old. If I woke up, I, I walked in my house and saw a grown person in my eight-year-old's bed, I would be offended, period. I don't want anybody, I don't want any adult in my child's bed, period. I hardly go in my children's bed. But lady, to your point, if the main man is calling and you know you have somebody in the child's bed, my girl, answer your phone. Answer your phone. You're careless. That's whatless behavior. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. stop yeah she careless she careless bad careless bad and can you imagine the man out there secure other people tits? <laughs> what's that song uh, was he at work was he working where was he when he wasn't answering the phone because he was checking on her right he was so he's checking on her my check on, so my check on her <laughs> Lord, forgive mm -hmm. me, forgive me, forgive me. I need help. I need help. No, 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 no. Hold on. No, no, no. That was the um. Hold on a second. What about the last story? I'm here laughing too much. Okay, so he's the bus driver. Sorry. So he's the bus driver. I'm mixing up with another story that's coming up. A security guard. So he's a bus driver. You know, and I guess he was doing him thing on the side for calling <laughs> the child mother. Oh, Lord. And who to tell? She's probably a stay-at-home mom and he takes care of her. <laughs> something all right. Why am I cheat? Why is she a take something by the side still? <laughs> Sorry. But moments, this thing did not say the woman was cheating. It could have been her brother. Maybe our brother just come into town and he didn't have it. He was tired and she said, go the light on in the kids' room as it gets room. My brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. My brother. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, security guard charged with murder after body of his wife was found. Story courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com. Police have arrested and charged a security guard with murder after the body after the body of his 35-year-old wife was found in a house in Hanover. The guard charged a 33-year-old Junior Grayson, otherwise called Jay, in the Phoenix Town section in Santoy. Meanwhile, the victim has been identified as 35-year-old Judine Smith Grayson, a chef of Logwood District. Reports are that at about 12.15 p.m. on November 8, residents smelled a foul odor coming from a house in Santoy and summoned lawmen. On arrival of the lawmen, a search was carried out and Smith Grayson's body was seen lying on the floor with several stab wounds. On Wednesday, Grayson turned himself into the Maypen police in Clarendon. He was charged several days later. Now, of course, we don't have the details of this as to the reason behind what the altercation that resulted in her being stabbed 
So we're going to have to wait for um, more information on that one. So, and I'm sure there'll be a follow-up. Our next story, U.S. citizen killed in botched St. Anne robbery, courtesy of Jamaica.LoopNews.com. The police are probing the slaying of a U.S. citizen who was fatally shot by gunmen during a botched robbery in Shaw Park, St. Anne, on Monday. Dead is 53-year-old Philip Bradley Crane, a real estate businessman from Garland, Texas, who was on vacation at a home he owed he owned in Shaw Park. Crane arrived in the island on November 13. Reports are that Crane was at the residence around 4.30 p.m. when two men armed with handguns entered and demanded money. According to the police, when the gunmen's demands were not met, the men opened fire, killing Crane on the spot. It is reported that the gunmen did not hurt Crane's relatives, who were also at the premises. Hmm. I have questions. I mean, thankfully, the relatives were not hurt. Thankfully. But, um, people, if the you killed a man because him saying I have no money. Whether him have it and don't want to give it to you or not. It's not yours to steal. You killed a man. They're on vacation. <sighs> Warder caught trying to smuggle banned items into prison. A correctional officer who allegedly attempted to smuggle a cellular phone and marijuana into the Tower Street Adult Correctional Center has been arrested. The correctional officer who is assigned to the institution was taken into custody on Tuesday evening. A release from the Department of Correctional Services said he was in the process of entering the facility when his conduct aroused the suspicion of his superior officers. Of course, this suspicious behavior led to a search of his person upon which three packages were found one containing a cellular phone and the other two appeared to contain vegetable matter resembling marijuana dcs said the ellison road police were contacted and the officer was arrested the leadership of the dcs strongly condemns the smuggling of prohibited articles into correctional centers the corrections act amendment 2021 clearly defines prohibited articles as well as provides for harsher penalties for correctional officers attempting to introduce such prohibited articles into correctional centers and for inmates found with these articles it added that the amendment has created a modern legal framework for the dcs to operate and to provide resources for correctional services to be undertaken in a specific manner and will become enforceable to determine the appropriate sanctions in these circumstances. But from my understanding, people in a jail or Jamaica have them cell phones. So are they going to do a clean sweep? And everybody, and when I say everybody, not calling a name, but everybody needs to abide by the rules and regulations, right? Mm-hmm. They probably want to see to it that all correctional officers are searched daily. 
you know, there are some companies where you can't even take your your personal belongings inside. And um, for ladies, of course, they understand that women have to, <clears throat> excuse me, have certain things on their person. So they allow them a transparent bag so they can see what's what you're bringing in, in and out. So they need to probably do that with the correctional facilities. All correctional officers must be searched yeah daily because of and along with visitors i don't know do they search visitors down there in jamaica i don't know but the people in jail are living as though they're outside anyway they're just there it's as though they're in a dorm chilling them do them own thing them all are cook food in our run food and all these things so I think there needs to be a complete overhaul of the, the system, the correctional facilities in Jamaica. Personnel, everything. Yeah. Okay, dokie. And the other question is, oh, but I think we addressed it a couple of months because I was about to ask, how is it that some prisoners are able to continue to make a living, meaning putting out songs back to back? But I think that was answered. Yeah. Eight cocaine smuggling Americans convicted after arrested a pair in Jamaica. Eight Americans were convicted for breaches of the Dangerous Drugs Act when they appeared before the St. Anne Parish Court. Boy, St. Anne, busy! Well, they appeared on court on Tuesday. The U.S. nationals, including a footballer, a daycare worker, a student, and a hairstylist, were arrested at a cruise ship pier in St. Anne on November 9, following the seizure of a large quantity of cocaine. The convicts, who are scheduled to return to court for sentencing on December the 2nd, are all from addresses in Florida, and they are Jamari Kitchen, 22, a mover of Northwest Street, Pompano Beach, Kaylee Hall, 23, a daycare worker of Southwest Street, Deerfield Beach, Yakin Jones, 23, a student of Northwest Doctors Plantation, Haley Lawrence, 18, of Sunset, Lauderdale. Javante Johnson, 22, a footballer of Deerfield Beach. Taishina Bryson, 22, of Southwest Street, Fort Lauderdale. Troy Craig, 27, a laborer of Southwest Street in Fort Lauderdale. And Takela Hooks, 22, a hairstylist of Northwest Pompano Street. Northwest Street, Pompano Beach. Beach, sorry. Reports from the police are that the eight Americans were arrested after they attempted to smuggle 24 kilos of cocaine, valuing approximately U.S. $1.2 million onto a cruise ship from which they had earlier disembarked. The U.S. nationals pleaded guilty to the charges of possession of cocaine and attempting to export. Oh, Lord. So are they going to send them back to the U.S. to go to jail or are they going to keep them down there? I don't know. What's normally the procedure? What kind of time are they going to be facing? And who are they working for? Because we're not hearing that. I want to know who they were working for because they collected it from somebody. And we know Jamaica doesn't produce cocaine. Jamaica is a transshipment point. So that cocaine got into Jamaica. And then the arrangement is that, all right, and they're going to take the cruise. We're going to pay for the cruise. You're going to take the cruise. You're going to come off of the boat. And we're going to gear the things. And you 
carry it back on because you're a US citizen. So, like, you know, chances are you might be able to fly under the radar. This is an old trick in the book that has been so played out. Try something else. It's the oldest trick in the book. And look at these young people. The oldest person is 27. Youngest, 18. Average age, 22. Was it worth it? Cocaine? And not even marijuana, where you could have probably, you know, cocaine. Not sure it's going to work for you. I wouldn't be surprised, Julie. I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up back on the street. I would not be surprised, but my hope is that it does not. Let it be a lesson. All right. We're going to head over to entertainment news out of the Caribbean corner. Kyle Richardson cast in lead role for UK Lion King tour. This story, courtesy of Trinidad and Tobago, tt.loopnews.com, the Lion King's UK and Ireland tour will have a new Simba from early next month, starting December 11th. Well, this month, it should say. Trinibagonian, Trinidad and Tobago, and Ketitian. I hope I said that right. St. Kitts, if you're from St. Kitts, you're a Ketitian. Yeah. Actor and singer Carl Richardson will take on the role full-time after a stint as a swing cast member and understudy. The record-breaking show, which first opened on Broadway in 1997 and on London's West End two years later, is one of the longest-running musicals in history and will make its way to uh, Sunderland, Birmingham, and Bristol next year. But this time, Richardson will head the troupe of actors as one of the 12 new performers chosen for the fresh cast and the first Caribbean actor to play Simba full time. Let me give him a round of applause. So a little bit about him. Richardson began his journey with the show back in 2019 after being picked up by Disney Theatrical during a local talent scouting for productions of the show worldwide. He was hired as a swing cast member for the Madrid production before being transferred to the UK tour last year, first as a swing and then as the Simba understudy. Although he had dreams of growing with the show over time, he had not expected such an important role at this stage. You know, I saw this... um, saying and i'm sure we are all familiar with it sometimes it's not always about being the best it's about being consistent consistently doing what it is that you do consistently striving to be better than you were the day before not to compete with anyone but yourself Put on your horse blinders. Work on you being the best version of you. Don't be afraid to critique yourself. Don't be afraid to take critique from others, especially those in the industry who are advanced and you stand to learn from. Whatever industry it is that you want to get into, 
right? It's not always about being the best. It is about consistency. And that consistency, my friends, is what will yield success. And remember, success will come at different times for different people. Never, ever measure your success with someone else's tape measure. All right? A lot of times we look and we say, oh, how is it that I've been doing this for five years and I still haven't made it? But this person came along and in two years they got it. Stop. Sometimes God, well, not sometimes, God has three answers for us. Yes, no, not now. That's how I look at it. Yes, it's time. You're ready. Here you go. No, it's not for you. There's something else. As well as not now, it means that there's a little more preparation that needs to go in play. That preparation may be you honing your skills, or it may be God having to remove certain people, clear the way for you to be put in where he needs to put you. All right? So you're going to get three answers. Yes, no, or not now. But never look on someone else's success and use it as a measuring stick of your own life is not a sprint it's a marathon work on you so that when your time comes you will be ready understudy yourself if need be someone asked me the question a couple weeks ago um do you listen to your own shows every day yeah uh huh. I either listen to the replays on Clubhouse or I listen to the replays that um, are in the the um, recording that's downloaded. Yeah, every day. And I am my harshest critique. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I pronounced that word that way. Or why was I doing this? Or and probably I'm a little too hard on myself. I don't know. But I'm not afraid to critique myself, nor am I to receive critique from others, because that's how I will grow. Now, I know you're going to say this, but not all critique is good critique, meaning some people will, you know, criticize you just to cut you down. You have to ask for the gift of discernment so you can decipher what is purposeful and what isn't right yeah you never know when your time is going to come for you to step up front on that stage and shine so congratulations again to richardson our next story on the entertainment scene bob marley immersive experience to land in the united states next year a massive immersive experience celebrating Bob Marley is heading for its U.S. premiere early next year, complete with photographs, lots of music, and even a pair of the reggae giants' footwear. The multi-room exhibit, Bob Marley One Love Experience, will open in Los Angeles on January 27 at Ovation Hollywood following runs in London and Toronto. The 15,000-square-foot experience includes previously unseen photographs, concert videos, lyric sheets, 
rare memorabilia like guitars, a soccer jersey, sneakers, and art that highlight Marley's influence. There are also a Marley-branded jukebox and a few foosball tables. One area celebrates the Marley family's legacy and philanthropy. Inside a 2,000-square-foot One Love a Forest promises to take visitors on a trip to Jamaica in a multi-sensory envir- environment, which also features a cannabis garden, of course. Fans are greeted with headphones at the Soul Shakedown studio to groove out to the curated playlist in the silent disco. Tickets are available exclusively via Fever on December 7th. And of course, we know, born in rural Jamaica, uh, uh, nine miles to be exact. Yes, that's the rural Jamaica. <laughs> nine miles, St. John, born in rural Jamaica in 1945. Marley rose from the gitty, gritty Kingston slum of Trenchtown to global stardom in the 1970s with hits like No Woman, No Cry, Get Up, Stand Up, and I Shot the Sheriff. His lyrics promoting social justice and African unity made him an icon in Jamaica and other countries. He died from cancer in 1981 at the young age of 36. After being in London and Toronto, it is going to be amazing bringing the experience to the U.S. for the first time and just steps from Daddy's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And that's according to Sidella Marley, CEO of the Bob Marley Group. The exhibit is produced by the Marley family and Terrapin Station Entertainment. Immersive experiences are all the rage these days with traveling, projection-driven exhibits of King Tut, Vincent van Gogh, Gustave Klimt, Frida Kahlo, and Claude Monet, just to name a few. So, another round of applause there. Yay! Okay. Ah. Go ahead, go right ahead, James. Yes, so I, I went I went to the exhibit. How was it? It was it was amazing. Like like speechless is the word, like you know, like when you when you walk it and it was um they don't run one of them at a time. It's like two or three at a time, so it was going up against um the King King Tut, that one. Mm-hmm. And like it it outsold it like like you would never believe and um it it was in in such popular demand i think it i think it ran like two extra months or something like that so yeah it's an it's an amazing experience especially the, the headphone yeah and just the, the use of technology like i'm not going to tell you but experience it it it's it's breathtaking well i hope they bring it to miami if they do i'll definitely go James, or is it me? I keep losing. Okay, James, you're in the matrix. <laughs> James, you're in the matrix. We're not hearing you. So sorry. James. Okay, so we lost James. So, um, yeah, if they bring it to Miami, I'll definitely t- go and check it out. Um. You can't, you can't yes, hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was I was saying it's 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 a really it's a You're gone again, James. All right. So, since we've lost James, if you are in LA or plan to be in LA, 
go and check it out. Okay, we, we lost every we didn't hear anything you were saying, James. Oh, you're not Yeah, you, you don't hear me? We're hearing you now. You are in the matrix. The, the last thing you spoke about was um how well it did and just experience it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was saying like they had they had um set up of his um is is old home like actual furnitures that were in there they have like pictures of the entire family they, they have a lot of stuff and and they use they use a lot of technology like stuff that i've never seen before too so yeah it's it's something it's it's like a mossy so yeah i would encourage anyone wherever it is and you're close you go and, and, and check it out so james mega cost you a little bit mega cost you so you had that experience you went to this thing and you never even mentioned it to us in here hey listen there's a tour going around check it out no the reason no the reason why i didn't think because they said like i thought they said it wasn't going it it, it was only going to be in toronto and, yeah, no and London, so i didn't i didn't want i didn't want anybody to feel jealous say you no, know toronto and London whatever. Get stuff <laughs> whatever bye felicia whatever <laughs> What 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 event is this? This is the multi-room exhibit Bob Marley One Love Experience. It will open in Los Angeles on January 27 at the Ovation Hollywood. 15,000 square foot experience includes previously unseen photographs, concert videos, lyric sheets, rare memorabilia like guitars, a soccer jersey, sneakers, and art that highlight Marley's influence. There are also Marley branded jukebox and a few foosball tables. There is also a 2,000 square foot one love forest that promises to take visitors on a trip to Jamaica in a multi-sensory environment. And of course, there's a cannabis garden. There you go, Dre. Sidella need for PME. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 27th. I'll probably check it out. No, nah, come on. Sound a little more enthusiastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I, I, I'll see who's going. Uh, probably, probably something I want to take my daughter to. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I have a I question. Have I have videos too. Okay, thank you, James. Go ahead, Javette. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. What's this for the cannabis garden? Really? Come on now. Seriously. See, that's what, see they, they need that. <laughs> you can't you have a, a Bob Marley experience without cannabis. Come on now. He is much more than that. Come on now. Jibber, that's a, that was the best part of it. That's Whatever. <laughs> no, like the 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 ed the ed piece and the garden. No, because it it you'd have to see it. It's like walking in the garden of Eden. <laughs> you know, it's 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 beautiful. You'd have to you'd have to see it. I have videos. I'm gonna send you some videos. You have to see it or smell it. Which one? <laughs> see and smell it to believe it. <laughs> Has anyone here ever been up into the hills of St. Dan, St. Deco, Alexandria? Um, nine miles. If you go in the evening, it's the most beautiful smell. And I'm not talking people smoking. Just the, the, the trees and the wind blowing through it. Phenomenal. 
phenomenal. So I hope that that's what you people will experience when you go. Yes. I don't know if they can capture that really, though. I don't think so. But, um, yeah. If I were in L.A., I would go. But as I said, I'm hoping that they will bring it to, um, if they bring it to Miami, I am happy to go. All right. Okie dokie. And here's our next picture. Just stay right next to me You don't need to 
Dance hall sensation Popcorn and former Miss World Tony Ann Singh have ventured into music together, setting the timeline ablaze with the release of their duet titled Next to Me. The single was released yesterday. The song and music video is a passionate duet describing a couple's yearning for each other despite external forces determined to separate them. This track marks Singh's first serious musical release after displaying tremendous vocal talent in the Miss World competition in 2019. Her powerhouse performance of I Will Always Love You won hearts and is credited as part of the reason she won the coveted crown. Singh and Popcorn sparked dating rumors earlier this year when they were spotted jetting off to Grenada. They have been spotted closer together ever since, but have not confirmed they're in a relationship. So how do you feel about the song you just heard? Popcorn and Tony and Singh next to me. Anyone? Well, you, you know how we feel already. <laughs> <laughs> you like? <laughs> yeah, so... As yeah, as as I said yesterday, like this, I wake up and I don't normally go on YouTube um, so early, but I went on and it just pop up in in my my feed, and it just you know I started off my morning like really amazing, you know because like I'm a lover of music from 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 birth, and you know when you see the condition of the music now, when you find something like the last time I feel I feel this way are with coffee. Like when, when Coffee won her Grammy and when a couple of the tracks where she put out and even the last album, when you listen it, you feel like butterfly in your stomach. Um, you know, so to for popcorn, especially with all that's going on in music now, and even though you know and, and I hope what I hope too, when I listen to this, when I heard it yesterday. I'm saying I hope that Jamaicans go buy this music, go support the music, go spread it, and, and, and make it, it just take off like never before. Because when, when Popcorn did do the El Chapo, like, he was in, in Parliament and they were, they were saying that, like, people like him is why the crime rate, you know, doing all these type of songs. And I remember, like, the, the, some politician or somebody, like, um, reading out the words and stuff like that. And that's the problem that in our society now, when the chopper music them and, and the the intro the music them release, them vlog about it, them analyze it, and them, you know, sensationalize it and make it blow up. And then when good music like this release, then just don't talk about it. So I hope, you know, people support it and talk about it. You know, good music. Yeah. All right. Thank you, James. Anyone else? How do you feel about the song? can't speak you can put it in the chat it's catchy it it's it's i have to hear it more but i like the vibe that it's putting out yes 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 i i like it too yeah i like that it sounds really good so like otherwise rock like 
so me can vibe too. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know what it sound close to, but it sound better? It sound like Chensia. Remember the Chensia song? I know. Run, I run, knew. Run, run. I was waiting for somebody to say because it sounds like that to me. It's very yeah, but similar. It, it, it sound. It sound better though. Like the harmonies in it sound better, and I think the track that that the late on is better than because I think the track, the old school track that Chensia lays later on, it like it, it didn't really fit. It didn't complement like the melody and, and the harmony and stuff in in the song. So, but this this sound very close to it. Uh, you know, I'm sure people are going to talk about the close or, or yeah. similar to this. I'm but expecting it sound, that. It sound better to, to me. It sound better to me. The first time I listened to it, I was like, "Is this a Shensia song?" And then when I heard her voice, I thought the same thing, right? But um, then I, the more I listened to it, I could see the difference. But yeah, there is that vibe, that feel. But I think it's a good song. I think it will do well. Um, it's going to get the airplay because it is pop god and it is tony and singing for those who don't know she's the only miss jamaica to ever serve for two years right <laughs> to hold the title for two years thanks to the pandemic but i will say this i never heard her um rendition of the song that was made reference um of the that she performed so i'm gonna play to see what it sounds like please humor me i want to play And this is her rendition of um, I Will Always Love You. ...amazed us taking the Miss World Talent title, but now she takes to the stage for her biggest ever performance with I Have Nothing, It's Jamaica! Oh, it's I Have Nothing. I, so why did they put it wrong in the article? Come on, Paul.
Well, I'll be damned. I'm not gonna lie. The song she did with Popcorn does not showcase her voice. I didn't realize she was so powerful. Her voice is phenomenal. I'll be damned. She, listening to her, I literally got goosebumps. I think she sounded amazing doing that rendition of um, Whitney Houston. And Whitney Houston's songs are not necessarily the easiest songs to do. With the varying ranges just in <laughs> one within what? Eight bars, 16 bars. It's amazing. Tonya, big up your damn self, girl. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say to like, um, in... It's it's always not advised to do any Whitney Houston when you're trying to showcase any, your talent, because when you watch like a lot of those talent shows and and you know those like um, American Idol and those type, the amount of people that choke on a Whitney song. So normally when <laughs> <laughs> normally when when you're when you announce that you're gonna do a Whitney, like you see the look on people's face, like they kind of turn turn them eye up and say, okay, I wish you luck, cause. It's, it's like a, a suicidal mission. Don't touch a witness song. She, she, she did amazingly well, you know, for someone that's not, a, you know, a professional, not like um, Jennifer Hudson. She, she did like, yeah, she did, she did amazing. Wow. Yeah. So, Tony Ann Singh, former Miss Jamaica, former Miss, she was Miss World, you know? I saw, yeah. No, sir? Lord, shame on me. Don't revoke my Jamaican cord. But um, there is another person. Let me see. Hold on one second. If I'm remembering. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me hear this rendition. I think this is Tessanchin. I want to hear this one. Bear with me, folks. Humor me.
wow listen <sighs> i remember that performance i remember the look on adam levine's face like he fell in love and wish he was not married and could have and probably was wishing she was not married at the time i remember we have some truly talented people out of Jamaica. Powerful voices. Now, I, I'm not going to compare Tony Ann and Tessan. Not going to compare them. Two different tones, but they both delivered. I'm going to compare them. <laughs> Go ahead, James. Good morning, Apple. Go ahead, James. Let me hear what you have to say. Yes, yeah, so tread so, lightly is all I'm gonna no, say. So, so they're both amazing. Um, what I like a little bit more about Tonyan's um rendition is that she she changed it, she almost made it her own a bit more than they both were sing with with I think um Tessan obviously the, the vocal talent is more, but the, the arrangement of the song I think. Like especially the second bar, like she almost like she made it her own because sometimes when you try to sing Whitney's song, like how Whitney sing it, it 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 doesn't come off as well. So I like that she she in the second bar and and around the eight bar and stuff like that she tried to make it a little bit make it her own. So I appreciated that in her rendition. But both of them were amazing. All right. Thank you, James. Go ahead, uh, Afo. You were going to say something, and then we jump up to Javette. Go right ahead, Afo. Uh, cool. Oh, no, my mom. My mom agree with James, one. Uh, bring back the whole memory. And <laughs> I think the whole Jamaica and the whole diaspora was watching that performance. Yes. With yes. And if it wasn't for that other lady with the, that strong, powerful Tina Turner voice, I don't know who we are talking about. Who is that? Um, the the lead man wait. I don't remember. Go up against. I don't even remember. For real? Well, okay, no, no, but nothing about it can forget about her voice. Like. She have this Tina Turner voice. May I tell you, strong and powerful. And them got two of them got like in you know, the last part of the competition. She and Tessanchin go up against each other. And if her voice never so powerful, because uh, it's like we are voice powerful. May I tell you, it overpowered the song. Uh, it, 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 so if I never feel that um the advice that powerful trust me um whether people want to hear it or not I agree or you know what I mean because we know we are Jamaica we take we pride now with Jamaica and for the Jamaican and stuff like that but me I tell you the truth yeah if I never feel that woman advice with too powerful Tessa would not probably lose uh, the, the the competition there but you know what I mean the the, the the universe universe make sure say so you should get it and thing you know what I mean she put up a fight and yeah man. Uh, if, if no one can go back and go look up on the performance of Sunday, yeah, I don't remember gonna, the name on the lady voice. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look back at it. Thanks um, for the reminder because I honestly don't remember. And here's the thing: I was Team Tessan from the get-go, more than one reasons. Team Tessan all the way with the bread and butter. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> proud Jamaican. I, 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 I'll never forget. I, I, I was taking people's phones and saying, "Oh, you got to vote," and I was putting in the votes in people's phones, right? But um, I honestly don't remember. So thanks for the reminder. I'm gonna go back and watch it. But beautiful renditions. Go ahead, Javet. Oh, I have nothing to add. Oh. I, I was just poking a bear. 
Wanted to come... push back on James. Uh, yeah, I wanted to push back on me. <laughs> you like the pushback? Go on, go sit down. You know, no, have something to go cook. Bear going forward. I'm going to poke the bear. You, you know, have something to go cook. Go put on a pot because restaurants soon open as soon as 12 o'clock. Go put on a pot. Cook, I cook with love when, when I get pushed back. <laughs> you know what? Let's, let, so, as I was saying, with regard to Tony and Singh, listening to her rendition of that Whitney Houston song and listening to her on the track with Popcorn next to me, her voice is that it should never do justice on the popcorn song. But I now am even more invested in wanting to see what she's going to come with. I want to see how they are going to use her voice or how she's going to use her voice. How is she going to lend it to various tracks, right? So I, I'm here for it. And I want her to succeed. I want her to be successful in the music business i know you said james that you know you are speaking it into existence for sing and popcorn um i don't know about that but uh yeah what you mean you don't know about that i don't uh... No, i'm speaking it look like look 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 when you when you look on like wayne marshall and um i'm um, um, tammy you know feel proud mm-hmm. very proud yeah because no, because the thing, you know, like, remember, you know, we have, especially as Jamaican men, we have this bad reputation, so we are dog and all them things, you know. So, you know, when you see um, people in you know, the dog space, because dance hall is categorized as a dog space, like, no good man, no, no they're in a dance hall, you know. So when you see the, the few, you, when you see, like, the Shabba and, 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 and the, you know, Tamichin and Wayne Marshall. You have, you, have, you have to big them up and you have to want more people going at that space there because, you know, it's, 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 we want our young people to look up to, you know, they're already looking up to our, our dancehall um, entertainers. So you want good people, you want people for, you know, say, yo, we can be a superstar and be a married superstar in a good relationship, you know, like, you know, Sean Paul and, and those people. Yeah, so. I'm here for it. So I'm not saying that I don't want him to be a good example. You know, don't 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 get me wrong. I to me they have to grow on me. I don't see them as a couple. That's just I'm just looking on. And if they make it, if they are a couple, but because they have not confirmed, they have not confirmed that they're in a relationship. But if they are a couple, I'd be happy for them. I'm just saying me. Mm, I don't see them as a couple, and if they, they have to grow on me. Yeah, pe- people never see Wayne and Tammy as a couple. Them, them think Tammy did that put on. <laughs> them, them things say they are try to be Jamaican too much, but. But she is Jamaican. What do you mean try to be Jamaican? Tell no, me but, like, Jamaica. You know, you know, but you know, Jamaican people stay with with <laughs> them. Them see our our our, our, our features and say, oh, why she have to attack Patwa? So like, you know, she overdo it or whatever. But that's her. She's a Jamaican, not because she. She, she don't look like the average Jamaican, but people were crit- critiquing them at that point, so. Okay, then. Alrighty, then. Interesting. I didn't know that they didn't look at Tammy as a, a, a Jamaican. Banangra Jamaica. But anyway, next. <laughs> Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? No, I wasn't going to say. I, I was just saying next. I, I wasn't saying anything. Because I, I know Tammy is born in Jamaica. And so she's a Jamaican. Yeah. So she can choose to, you know, use the language and the dialect in the way she pleases. And they can go ahead and critique. It doesn't change the fact that she's born 
and bred in Jamaica. Facts. All right. The, the same way them the same way them criticize the opposition leader the other day. <laughs> you know what? You know Jamaican steroids. <laughs> oh, we are such an ignorant people when we're ready. Oh, with the we're very judgmental. We're very judgmental. Always with we're the violence. Very judgmental. Yeah. <laughs> Always with the violence, right? Very judgmental. I agree. Oh, are we gonna take another quick break? Or no, this is our first break since we started. So we are going to take a break break quick break. And when we return, we have more stories for you. Here's some more Dennis Brown. That's the vibe I'm feeling today on our hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday. to everyone listening online johnoradio.com j-a-h-k-n-o download that johnno radio app take us on the go coming up later on today on johnno radio at 2 p.m it's blitz thursday with dj lenky matic then at 4 p.m take over thursday with dj indu and then later on tonight 9 p.m Settle in with musical chairs hosted by DJ Reds. It's a wonderful world indeed. What a wonderful world. What a wonderful world. The colors of the rain, so pretty in the sky. Are also on the faces of people going by. Passing friends shaking hands, saying, How do you do? They're really saying, I love you, I hear babies cry. For quality music while you work or play, log on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Baby's crying 
all that's going on around us it is still a beautiful world find the beauty we've been together now for so it's about time you understand don't you think You're listening to the voice of the Crown Prince of Reggae, you Mr. Understand. Dennis Brown. Like I understand you, baby, I know the difference between right and wrong, and I ain't gonna do nothing to upset our happy home. Don't get so excited. When I go home a little late at night Cause we only act like children When we argue, fuss and fight, yeah, yeah If you don't know me by now If you don't know me, baby I've got mine, baby I know you've got yours too But if you trust in me Like I trust in you As long as we've been together That should be so easy to do Just get yourself together Or we might as well say goodbye Today's the first day of the month of December. Got 30 more days to go in the year. Tax season is around the corner. Don't be caught not ready to file your taxes. Get your stuff together. Get your books in order. After doing so, go ahead and call 516-408-5528. AD1 Tax Prep for Tax and Consulting Services. Individual taxes, business taxes, business funding, immigration services, ITIN application, and strategy calls. That is AD1 Tax Prep. 516-408-5528. Get them a call today. Oh, yeah. 
QMZRadio.com and JohnOrita.com. Welcome to Coffee Into World News on the Go I Moments with me. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Coming up, we have stories out of North America. Keep it locked. No, no, no. All right, first story. A second child dies after 17th Street Bridge shooting in Atlanta. Story courtesy of BallerAlert.com. Cameron Jackson, 15, identified as one of the six victims of the deadly shooting, died after days in critical condition. 12-year-old Zion Charles was the first victim identified in the incident. He died Saturday night after being shot on the bridge. According to Atlanta police, a group of children and teenagers were escorted off the bridge for violating the 3 p.m. curfew. Shortly after, multiple shots were fired, killing the two children and injuring others, all minors. No arrests have been made. The incident is said to be gang-related. After the horrifying shooting, city leaders called on the city to stop gun violence. When a 12-year-old dies in our city, on our streets, the whole village has a responsibility and the whole village is impacted. That's according to Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens. According to Lieutenant Jermaine Derlove, the parties were said to be between the ages of 15 to 21. Police are asking anyone with information to contact the Atlanta police or call 404-577-TIPS. That number again, 404-577-TIPS. Children. Didn't I just say this week, every week? So now it's every day. 
Atlanta issues a curfew for teens to stop crime involving the youth following the fatal shooting. Children, please, I beg, go home. If you're not supposed to be in a particular spot, it's for your own safety. Go home. Parents, y'all have given your children cell phones. Track them. If they're, you, you don't have to call them and ask them where they are. Let them know you know where they are. And they need to get their asses home. When we keep killing our children, where does the future stand? Curfews are put in place for your safety. In the last 11 months, in the past 11 months, there have been 150 murders in Atlanta. All could have been avoided. Yes, all. Go home, children. Go home. A Florida man pleads guilty to lewd, inappropriate behavior on a flight. Story courtesy of the Associated Press. A 76-year-old man accused of performing lewd acts and touching a 21-year-old woman's leg without her consent on a Boston-bound flight earlier this year has pleaded guilty, federal prosecutors said. The Bonita Springs, Florida man faces up to 90 days in prison at sentencing scheduled for March in Boston Federal Court, according to a statement Tuesday from the U.S. Attorney's Office in Massachusetts. The man and the victim were on a flight from Newark, New Jersey to Boston on April 8th, when the defendant exposed himself, inappropriately touched himself, and later on, just before landing, put his hand on the thigh of the 21-year-old woman seated next to him. The woman recorded a 24-second video and alerted a nearby passenger. As she was getting off the plane, the victim told a flight attendant about what had happened, but was unable to point out the man due to the volume of passengers. The man was identified using security video and was arrested and charged on April 10. Let me tell you something. Fighter bus out plane still, I time for record nothing. Somebody else get the camera. Fighter broke out. Me not care what nobody wants to say. I'm not going to park the plane in the sky because me had done him up there. How dare you? You're that horny? You have zero self-control? You don't know me? I don't know you? You're going to expose yourself side of me? And then proceed to touch me? <laughs> Whew, I say it all the time. There is a cell somewhere with my name on it. And I'll be happy to go in there. Because it will be worth it. Oh, he going to have the time of his life. Because these hands, he going to catch them. Possibly my feet too. Yes, they will be arresting me for assault. Mm -hmm. Zero apologies. Camera, me not have time for that. May I call Typical Jamaican, yes, may I call crowd. You know how we are as Jamaicans, right? I don't know if all Caribbean people are like us, but we extra. 
extra bad. We call down heaven. We call down everything. We, we, we bring down everything. Oh, that plane would be going down. Sorry. Hang on, crash. But it's going down. They would have to restrain me. I'm sorry. How old is this man? 76 years old. 76 years old. What happened? Friend, you don't have a woman? You're not getting none? You can buy it. You don't have to do what you do. Better her than me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> don't laugh, Javette. Don't laugh. No, I'm laughing because it brought up something I did. So I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> Prepare your bail money, please, folks. Have that on standby for me because somebody going to hear about me if somebody did that to me. So I, I, I ask you all to just have some bail money ready um, just in case you hear about me. I'm sorry. Ah, oh boy. School principals say culture wars made last year rough as hell. Story courtesy of NPR.org. Rough as hell? That's how one high school principal in Nevada describes the 2021 to 2022 school year when conflicts with parents and community members were all too common. Another principal said in California, Something needs to change or else we will all quit. Those voices are part of a new nationally representative survey of 682 public high school principals, many of whom describe a level of tension and division within their broader school communities that is not only high, but in the words of one Utah principal, making the job harder than any other era in her 20 years of administrative experience. John Rogers, a professor of education at UCLA, helped lead the survey effort and says while an earlier 2018 survey of principals revealed conflicts spilling into schools, what's different in 2022 is that a lot of the political conflict is being targeted at public schools, especially in narrowly divided purple districts. More than two-thirds, 69% of principals surveyed report substantial political conflict with parents or members of the community last year over several controversial topics, such as teaching about issues of race and racism, policies and practices related to LGBTQ plus student rights, social emotional learning, student access to books in the school library. The survey was conducted during the summer of 2022 by the Institute for Democracy, Education and Access at UCLA and the Civic Engagement Research Group at UC Riverside. The resulting report is rich with detail and gut-punch quotes that school leaders offered researchers in, ex in exchange for anonymity. NPR was not able to independently verify educators' stories or identities. But let's look at a handful of the, the takeaways. Schools in purple districts saw more political conflict. Nearly half, 
45% of principals surveyed say the level of parent-community conflict they saw last year was either more or much more than anything they had seen before the pandemic. Just 3% say they felt less conflict. Principals cite many stresses, including a kind of ambient anxiety created by the pandemic that was then exasperated by the spread of misinformation on social media, the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement, the divisive tenure of former President Trump, and most importantly, the role of national, largely conservative organizations in galvanizing parents and turning schools into culture war battlegrounds. In fact, the more politically divided a community is, the more likely principles are to say their schools have been riven by effect, conflict. Researchers found that schools in purple congressional districts where Trump won 45 to 54.9% of the vote in 2020 were more likely to experience acute levels of political conflict than schools in blue districts where the vote for Trump dipped below 45%, or in red districts where Trump support exceeded 55%. And those political conflicts can also play out between students. Almost 7 of 10, 69% of principals report students have made demeaning or hateful remarks towards classmates for expressing their liberal or conservative views. So... Needless to say, Republicans are savages. I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But can we have children go to school just to learn and not be divided? This is the future of America. So here we are saying that we need a change. We need the, um, the, the, the helm to look different. Because those whom we have in leadership roles are not setting a good example. But the parents are teaching the children to reenact and repeat the behavior to keep the hamster wheel going, to keep the cycle going. What's wrong with you Trumpers? Or Trumpeters, I'm not sure what you all call, what, what they're referred to as or what they call themselves. But have we no common sense? But common sense is not so common. Why are we so driving certain messages into our children? Why are they allowed to hear us spew hatred and that they take that hatred and take it into schools with, with them? School is not the place for that. People are there to learn to be tolerant, to get an education. That's the purpose of school. Political divide, spilling into schools. And I don't blame the principals. Left it, walk off, walk off. You, you're not there to be parting political fights. That's not why you're there. You're there to teach, create environments that are safe. Welcome to the future of America. 
when Trump went in, we pedaled 400 years backwards and we seem to be going up for, you know, even further. And I know that's an exaggeration when I say 400 years, but it feels that way. We're going backwards. Everybody's emboldened. The hate is so transparent. It's like staring in the sun and getting blinded. So everybody has hate. I don't know. Um, uh, quick question. Uh, what happened? Something happened at school? I'm sorry. Okay, so principals in schools across the U.S. are saying that something needs to change or else they will all quit. And the reason they're saying this, based on a survey that was conducted, uh, 682 public high schools, there is a level of tension and division within the school communities. Um, these tensions are politically motivated where children are bringing it into the school. So, of course, you're around your parents, you're hearing your parents talk, you're listening, watching what your parents are watching, listening to what your parents are listening to. And the controversial topics that are causing the substantial political conflicts within the schools are teaching about issues of race and racism, policies and practices related to LGBTQ plus student rights, social emotional learning, student access to books in the school library, also um, being blamed for the issues that have spilled over um, are the spread of misinformation on social media, the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement, the divisive tenure of former President Trump, and most importantly, the role of national, largely conservative organizations in galvanizing parents and turning schools into culture war battlegrounds. So teachers and principals are fed up. They're not there to part wars or stop wars or stop fights. They are there to teach the children. So that's what you, we were, um, I was talking about. Okay, um, all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So our next story, courtesy of Cayman.loopnews.com. Racism now erupts as William and Kate visit Boston. Prince William's office said racism has no place in our society as he sought to prevent the backlash over his godmother's treatment of a black advocate for survivors of domestic abuse from overshadowing his trip to the United States. Lady Suzanne Hussey, 83, resigned on Wednesday as an honorary member of the royal household after the chief executive of an East London women's refuge said Hussey repeatedly asked her where she really came from after she told the older woman that she was British. The exchange took place at a Buckingham Palace reception for those working to end domestic violence. Racism has no place in our society, his Kensington Palace office said. These comments were unacceptable and it's right that the individual has stepped aside with immediate effect. The incident reignited allegations of institutional racism at the palace on the first day of the Prince and Princess of Wales's visit to Boston. While the trip is focused on the Earthshot Prize, Williams's initiative 
to support entrepreneurs working on solutions to climate change and other environmental problems, the royal couple are also trying to show that the monarchy remains relevant in a multicultural world. The episode is a reminder of last year's comments by Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, in an interview with American TV host Oprah Winfrey. Meghan, a biracial American married to Williams' brother, alleged that a member of the royal family inquired about the color of her baby's skin when she was pregnant with her first child. The latest incident took place at a reception on Tuesday hosted by Camilla, the Queen Consort, for women working to fight domestic violence. Gozi Fulani, chief executive of Sister Space, an East London refuge that provides specialist support for women of African and Caribbean heritage, detailed her exchange with a member of the royal household in a lengthy Twitter post. Fulani said that when she told the woman she was from East London, she responded, No, what part of Africa are you from? The questioner has since been, was, of course, identified as Hussey, who served as the late Queen Elizabeth II's lady-in-waiting for more than 60 years and is one of Williams' godmothers. She has apologized for unacceptable and deeply regrettable comments, Buckingham Palace said in a statement. But the incident comes at a big moment for the royal couple, their first overseas trip in eight years and their first since becoming Prince and Princess of Wales following the death of the Queen. <laughs> okay before we talk about this i want to jump back to the chat so i javette's comment i don't agree with the previous article anything that was happening in the world was spoken about spoken about in school i think the tension derives from the people who want to suppress history and mindsets on either side of the debates. Very true. I will have to agree with you, Javette. I agree. Yeah. So, <laughs> lady in waiting for 60 years. I guess she didn't. <laughs> go ahead. You know, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so my, my question um, is, is, is it really considered racist? Do you think so? Like if you ask, because, you know, like to me, like it's something that I started doing now, because in Canada... What did you start doing, James? Be clear. I want us to be clear. What I don't want okay, to misconstrue. No, what did no, you start I'm gonna doing? Explain. Mm -hmm. I'm going to explain to you. In Canada, like whenever you encounter like a Caucasian Canadian and you're having a conversation, if you're black or Indian or whatever, they ask you where you're from. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the same thing. Like, and you're like, no, I'm Canadian. They're like, oh no, where are you from? So, I started returning the favor. So, like, when it, whenever I'm having a conversation with a Euro Canadian, I'll ask them, and they and they'll say like, no, I'm Canadian. So I'm like, no, like, where are you really from? Like, wh what's your background? Like, and 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 then they'll say like, you know, Russia or Germany or whatever. So I I start I start doing it back. Like to me, like. <laughs> I, I, you know, a lot of people get offended here for it because they're like, oh, dare you guys come and take over indigenous land. And then every time you see people that you call visible minority, you're like, oh, where are you from? So to me, I just say, you know what? Instead of getting a headache, I just turn it back around on them. So that's what I do now. 
So maybe, I don't know if I'm racist. <laughs> yeah, I'd do the same thing. I'd be telling white people they're from Kentucky and asking them where they're from. I'd, I'd reverse the same racism. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I need to go back to Europe. Reverse racism. That's thank you for saying that, Chili, because I was thinking, isn't that race, um, reverse racism? But okay, yeah. <laughs> so instead of reversing it, why not ask them the question, why is that important? Good question. Does it matter? I'm not trying to educate people. When you, it takes too long and they don't really care. No, it's it's I'm not even saying that you have to wait for an answer. That's my answer. Just drop why that. is that important? Okay. That's it. We don't have to speak about anything else. Mm. I've, I've done I've done that before to Jiva. I've done that before. I, you know, and I've like because sometimes it takes long because then I have to tell them about the underground railway. No, you don't. You don't have you to tell don't. them anything. And, no, but you don't it, have to tell them anything. Why do you it, feel you have to tell them something? Why? No, why? because it, it sparks a conversation and I have to kind of educate them to say that, look, in the 1812... Hold on, Google Apple. Hold on, Google Apple. it. Google it. In the 1812 nah, you, you, you don't have to do that, James. It's cognitive dissonance. They know, they just don't care. Exactly. No, no, I, no, I know, but sometimes it, 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 it goes to a conversation where you have to educate them and say, you know what? Like, in the 1812 war, like, there were Jamaicans and there were... James, no Trinidad. need for a dissertation. You don't need to give they them were... a dissertation. You're not doing a doctorate. <laughs> you don't need to have that conversation with them. They I'm say... Not... Go ahead, Javette. Go right ahead. We are not responsible for their knowledge if you want to learn something pick up a book google it watch a history channel step away from me with that nonsense exactly please. exactly you don't you're not obligated you take it up on your head to try to educate them all and what you have done by doing that is you have bitten the bait that's what they want they want to reel you in and you fell into their traps. Stop falling into their traps. And Javette is right. Their information is in the palm of our hands. It is in the palm of our hands. Anything you want to know, Google, YouTube, TikTok, IG, Twitter, Facebook, go to the library, History Channel, Discovery Channel, Travel Channel, there's a world of information out there. But what they have done is they saw you. They set the trap. You feel that you have to educate them. No, my love, no waste your time because they're already known lots of times. They just want to corner you. Don't make them do that to you, James. Don't make them do that to you. James liked the pushback. He said so already. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what, Javet? No, I'm sorry I mentioned it yesterday because now I have to work hard for it. <laughs> and you know something, Miss Me? Let them accuse us of having a chip on our shoulder. I'm okay with that. Let them accuse us. You know? I hear you with that, but I'm, I'm more confrontational. I like to just ask them straight up, where do you come from? And see, you know, how they, because they're expecting that because they're white, we're not supposed to question where they're from. So I'm just, yeah, I'm confrontational like that. I would rather <laughs> ask them that question. 
<laughs> you, you choose violence. Yeah. Ah, right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I said? We used to think like the Empress, but really and truly, it's not my job to educate nobody. <laughs> you know what I mean? But bear in mind, well. when I'm asking them where they're from, I'm not telling them where I'm from. No, so my, my it's not like I'm not... educating them or nothing. I'm just going to directly fling the question back on them. <laughs> more of us are about more time is like. Like, that's too much energy, yeah, man. <laughs> yes, I mean. yeah, man. We a time and time are something you can never get back. So, yeah, we waste energy and yeah, we waste time. You hear me? I say, it's fair try, fair action, and then take a spark, a conversation, and then, you know, that's too much waste of time and energy, and then something they can never get back. So, we just, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so our next um, got. I'm sorry, you weren't finished. I'm, I do apologize. Oh, Go ahead. Oh, no, man, you're a good man. You know, I mean, uh, you know uh, yeah. Uh, look where I'm going right now. I think when, when some, is that governor? Some governor in uh, Virginia, I think. Um, they might try to do everybody I do. You know what I mean? In terms of um, no critical race theory to be taught in school as well as him saying it's been banned it's banned already yeah yeah plus him saying we'll remove um mlk because it's so um martin luther king (laughs) Uh, he want to remove that from the school as well because it's got controversial some crap like that him does it you know what i mean someone's like yeah john mustar you get me so them again with the story before them no one know them them aware but they no one know nothing um but if you hear about this guy if remember his name uh well not need but um maybe somebody might know who me i talk about this white guy where them see him as some long time photo um uh when some bunch of white people jerry um, yes some jerry something him same one um, yeah, it's so, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys. Yep, Jerry Jones. Yep, MCM one. So it, it has well amongst yeah, it's some people like kind of uh, talk about it. So um, LeBron, they found some interview thing. You know, they must interview them um, after the game or whatever it is, and he was like, he must say, hey, you know, say I was thinking on my way coming over, and uh, why haven't you guys asked me about? The whole Jerry Jones situation. I mean, not not one on a spark spark the conversation. But what Kyrie Irving did, everybody had talked about it. Every time you see me now ask me about it, you know I ask everybody all about it, you know I'm punishing all these things. But it's like when we black when my people, black people do things, when a quick for jump on it and start talking and want to ask pure nonsense and punish me basically, you know yeah, but now we say exactly word for word, we must say, you know what I mean? But yeah, um, you know, quick for punish and want for ask all sorts of stupid question. But when one of know own get caught, nobody want to talk about it. It's like a oh, why no one want to ask me about that situation? Why no one want to spark the conversation? But every time I see want to ask me about um, Kyrie and, and all them, something like that, you see me? I say so. Them quick for point fingers when we do it, but when it come on to them, it's like, oh, it happened, so yeah, it is what it is. Move on, you know what I mean? Uh, yo, over here so sick, that's all I know. Over here so sick. I'm glad I'm on the road, I'm gonna really have to deal with them, 
you get me? I just go, drop out my paperwork, keep it going, go into the truck stop, um, do my need for the, and come back in the truck. But that day, in the office with them, I have to look on them 24-7, or them I look for me, or, yeah, just keep it moving, and that's it. Because, trust me, it's just weird, yo, like real talk. All right, so we have an opinion article from aljazeera.com. The massive hypocrisy of the West's World Cup concerns. United States Secretary of State Antony Blinken recently came out against a ban on rainbow armbands at the World Cup tournament in Qatar, which means, well, which various European team captains had intended to support or to sport in support of LGBTQ rights and against discrimination. Blinken flagged the ban as concerning and a restriction on freedom of expression. The secretary's scolding came on the heels of another rather concerning development on the world stage, a mass shooting at a gay nightclub in the U.S. state of Colorado that killed five people and wounded 18 others. This, in a country that fancies itself the global role model in terms of respect, for freedom of expression, human rights, and all that good stuff. And yet, where it is becoming increasingly difficult for people to exercise their right to not be massacred at nightclubs, elementary schools, places of worship, shopping malls, and so on. Why is this in front of me? <laughs> this big thing just popped up in front of me. So I'm going to have to skip over a part of it. This year, an independent UN human rights expert found that LGBTQ rights in the U.S. are under a concerted attack and being deliberately undermined by state governments. Add to this landscape the institutionalized racism and discrimination that, const that constitutes freedom in the U.S., and it seems U.S. officials might have slightly more pressing matters to attend to on the home front than World Cup armbands. Indeed, as this year's World Cup host, Qatar has come under intense U.S. and European fire as the issue of gay rights as well as migrant worker exploitation, not to mention the violation of the apparent human right to drink beer in sports stadiums. After all, Orient orientalism dies hard and what a better backdrop for the release of pent-up western chauvinism than a football tournament in a bona fide middle eastern desert enduring orientalist symbol of arab backwardness and resistance to progress hmm. the point of calling out western criticisms is not to contend crassly that the gulf emirate is categorically beyond reproach it is rather to highlight the massive hypocrisy that is on display when countries that continue to commit more human rights abuses than Qatar could ever dream of a decide to unilaterally award themselves the moral high ground. <laughs> it's kind of like when the U.S. rails against oppressive government behavior in Cuba. The critiques are not necessarily invalid in and of themselves, but they command zero moral traction given the U.S.'s superior track record of oppression, including its barbarous 60-year embargo of the island and its operation of an illegal prison and torture center on occupied Cuban territory in Guantanamo Bay. As the old saying goes, Look in the mirror before you 
judge others. Naweed Zarinal, a scholar of Iran and the Middle East at Stanford University in California, remarked in an email saying, Western supremacist attitudes and cultural imperialism are being showcased at the World Cup disguised, as usual, as advocacy for human rights. This arrangement naturally makes it difficult for Western states and NGOs to prioritize self-reflection over their savior anxieties. The people who are parachuting into Qatar to lecture them about gay rights, Zarinal said, are ignorant of the long history of homosexuality in the Arab world, which is reflected in their poetry, visual art, and social history. He continued on to describe how Western powers, now with their footballers at the vanguard, have instead reduced the panorama to a simplistic narrative of repression, salvation from which depends entirely on whether Arab homosexuality can be molded into the same LGBTQ identities they have in their own countries. On the eve of the World Cup kickoff, Gianni Infantino, the Italian president of FIFA, delivered a rambling speech, which, a couple of patronizing detours into Orientalism notwithstanding, took some valid hits at Western hypocrisy. I quote, I think for what we Europeans have been doing in the last 3,000 years around the world, we should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years before starting to give moral lessons to people. End of quote. He also slammed the selective denunciation of migrant worker abuse in Qatar when Western firms had long been content to profit from labor conditions in the country, which he contended had improved considerably in the context of the World Cup and when Europe's own lethally xenophobic anti-migration policy is to blame for thousands upon thousands of refugee deaths in the Mediterranean Sea and beyond. Of course, European racism and xenophobia can be selectively curtailed in the interest of football. There weren't many Brits complaining when 21-year-old Nigerian British footballer Bukayo Saka scored two of the goals in England's first World Cup match this year. As for what the U.S. has been doing around the world for much less than 3,000 years, this includes, of course, killing Native Americans, uh, enslaving black people, and serving as the architect of a global capitalist system predicated on vast inequality, the mass trampling of rights, and the subjugation of workers. Even as the U.S. violates everyone else's borders to sow military and economic havoc, It furiously fortifies its own, a practice that, as in Europe, has rendered U.S.-bound migration a frequently deadly undertaking. Not that life is a peach for those who successfully cross the border, many of whom perform services crucial to the U.S. economy and yet are drastically underpaid, demonized by society and utilized as political scapegoats. In other words, it's all pretty concerning to borrow Blinken's term, just as it's concerning that a country that has bombed countless human beings to bits feels qualified to sermonize on any matter relating to human rights. Writing recently at The Guardian, David Waring, a University of Sussex uh, lecturer, 
and author of Anglo-Arabia, Why Golf Wealth Matters to Britain, observes that much of the discourse surrounding the current World Cup is driven by racist caricatures, pitting an enlightened West against an irre irre irreparably uncivilized Middle East. Pardon my stumble there. This self-serving mythology, wearing notes, obscures regional history and legitimizes Western interference. Civilized bombing, anyone? It also externalizes and circumscribes the blame for human rights abuses while preserving a narcissistic sense of Western innocence. Waring concludes that the 2022 World Cup, far from being a phenomenon alien to the West, is in fact a representative example of the world that Western power built. And as concerned parties remain up in arms over the perceived contravention of Western values at the tournament, it is high time to bust out that proverbial mirror. The views expressed in this article are the author's own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Al Jazeera, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, or Moments with Me Media. And the article was written by Belen Fernandez. Yeah, interesting, huh? <laughs> so we're not the only ones who call out the hypocrisy. Right? When you go to Rome, they say, do as the Romans do. Don't go into another man's country, into another man's culture, customs and norms, and try to change things. You don't live there. No, you don't. Don't try to impose your beliefs. And we said this last week. Don't try to impose your beliefs on another person. They're, they've been doing pretty well, <laughs> living according to their rules and regulations, their cultural norms and practices. You have a problem with it? Clearly you do. Clearly you do. You have your own country that you can do as you please. Do as you please in your country. The people them said them no one the colored armband pan the player them and they mean it and the whoever them no want it them no want it so what? Leave it alone. If you go to the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, Arabia, Dubai, Qatar, wherever, and they say you cannot go into the mosques in shorts, don't you have to go put on the garment or you have to cover up yourself in a, don't you have to do it? And if you don't want to do it, you can't go in other people then, please. If they say you cannot walk up and down on the streets in bathing suits as they do in South Beach, which is the norm, you'll see women in South Beach in their high heels, in their bathing suits, thong bathing suits, up and down Collins or any Washington, going in and shopping and they come out. Nobody bothers them. That's okay. But you can't go to the Middle East and do that. Modesty takes center stage if they say you can't hold hands and have um, PDA public display of affection because for them it goes against their cultural norms and practices abide by the people them rules are come out of them country go back to your yard who are you to tell them what they are doing wrong If I go to someone's home as a guest, 
I follow their practices, right? I'm not going to go into Rosolo's home and turn it upside down and tell her, no, I don't think the sofa should be against the wall. It should be <laughs> turned this way. I'm not going to go to Javette's house and say, Javette, that paint color, I don't like it. Change it. I'm not going to do that. I have my own house that I can do whatsoever I please with. And I have the right to do that at my house. And how are we going to condemn others about human rights when we have grave human rights issues right here? We're hypocrites. Quick to call out the beam or pick out the beam in other people's eyes, but not ready to take it out of our own. He who is without sin, go ahead and cast the first stone and I'll wait. Oh, you're righteous, I see. And what makes you so righteous, pray tell? Oh, because you rally for freedom. Freedom of who? Whose freedom are you rallying for? Huh. Freedom for everyone to live as they choose. Free to make their own choices. I don't think so. You don't support freedom. You don't. Not when you strategically placed people in positions that would strip away the rights of women. No, you don't. You don't support freedom or equality or equity when the scales are grossly imbalanced, leaning in the favor of one versus another. What freedom? Freedom to express what? Where? Come on, U.S. Be careful. When you go about criticizing others and judging others and being the mighty judge that I didn't know God appointed you to be, make sure your house is clean, spotless. When I strike my finger on your floor, it should be 99.99% clean. Properly Cloroxed, right? <laughs> yeah, let's not be hypocrites, folks. Let us not be hypocrites. I... <laughs> sure. I agree with everything you said, moment. That's all I can say. <laughs> I agree with every every single word you just said. I really talk, but that's typical American, typical European countries. You know what I mean? Quick for <clears throat> call out other people, yeah, but you know they forget what they might do around the world and what they have been doing around the world for thousands of years. So. Yeah, not, not a new under the sun when it come on to these people or these countries. You know what I mean? People say, all right, come play a ball, come play a ball. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if what they see this photo, this guy take a picture himself. Oh, uh, security in Qatar throw him out at the stadium because, what? Because him have on some kind of rainbow shirt or whatever. I'm, <laughs> I'm even coming upon there and say, Yo, you, know, you know how stupid they look right now? I try to prove a point and end up get flopped. You know what I mean? The mouths I try for oh boy. And everybody <laughs> depend on one of on, like real talk. Gonna come play on the ball, play on the ball. Plus the people them say oh um oh uh, you know um them behave 
when, when, when them side lose and when them get drunk and all kind of something. So people say, look, no beer, not the stadium, you know what I mean? When come for those, sit down, you know, I'm pretty sure other beverages are there for you to, you know what I mean, drink if you don't get thirsty and stuff like that. And just go and enjoy some football match. Why no one promoting on an agenda for, you know what I mean? But I care about that and everybody want that something there, you know what I mean? We don't just come for play ball, play ball, and then when we're done, we go in the yard. You go back on the country, plain and simple. You see me? The people don't say they don't want a rainbow or nothing, and they say they don't want a drink in the stadium. Plain and simple. We <laughs> don't can't be by that. Even more than you watch some interview the Africans leader. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, but here's the thing, Apple. Um, we in the West think we are the best that's it plain and simple and we feel that we are to be um people are to bend over backwards for everything we want we don't know what the word respect means hold on one second i think somebody else was trying to say something go right ahead someone else open that go ahead javette yes no it was dre oh dre sorry thank you dre Oh, no, I was just saying when Afro was um, talking, I was just um, saying that uh, in, actual, in actuality, they did even um, relax the drinking laws overall. And the only thing they asked was no drinking in the stadium. And then and they're still having a hissy fit over it. Like, yeah, 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 give real, the people them a break. You know? yeah. and, and for me, it's like, you don't have to agree with how they do things there. But if you don't agree with how they do things, just don't go. Period. Don't go over there and disrespect the people. Them like what what, what they're doing is, is blatant disrespect and an attack on the people, them culture and religion. So it's not even like you're attacking the, the them. You're act, attacking the entire ideology. Like Yeah. People people not gonna stand for that, man. It's it's just blatant disrespect. Thank you, Dre. Go ahead, Teflon. No, I was just gonna say that um, I just think I just think that um, for them to grant that country to um, host the nations, I think to host the um, the World Cup, I think it was just probably an agenda for them to kind of introduce introduce um, I don't know, just like introduce what they they want. I don't know. I'm Alternative lifestyles. Yeah, they're trying to introduce that 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 way of life over there, and they they. I mean, before before the World Cup, they wasn't able to do it because you know how they they're very strict and they stay on their square. They don't want the Western world to come in and and um, pollute pollute um, their country. So therefore, let's let's just give them the World Cup, and then when we go there, we're gonna start introducing the the rainbow stuff and all 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 of that stuff. So I think it's probably an agenda. Because mm-hmm. um, they could, they could have granted it to a lot of countries, uh, but why would they grant it to Qatar, like the, the UAE? Is this? <laughs> yeah, this very weird. Like I, I don't know. That's my tin foil. I got my tin foil. <laughs> I agree. You know, I have to agree with you, Teflon, because yeah, um, just, I, I thought about that. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, I'm yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just really, it's just really annoying how the West is, this is one dominate, this one dominate like everywhere in the world and just like introduce the the nastiness and and the drink, the drinking and all of that. You know what I mean? Just if you go to p- people's house, you gotta respect their house. You know what I mean? You can't exactly. you can't expect to go to people's houses and 
and abuse abuse their 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 rules and stuff like that. So I, I just think I just think it was as a way for them to introduce introduce stuff because they're trying to they're trying to introduce it to the whole world. You know what I mean? To try and normalize it everywhere. Um, yeah, that's that's what I think. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with um, Dre. I agree with Afo. All right. So we have to take a quick break. Uh, yeah, got to take a quick break. When we return, we have business and tech news. Keep it locked. It is hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday. Today I'm in a Dennis Brown mood, so I've been playing nothing but Dennis Brown songs. Here he is with his rendition of My Sunshine, the Crown Prince of Reggae. There's no power on this earth to separate. sunshine indeed thank you so much to everyone logged on and listening online on qmzradio.com for quality music download that no for quality music keep it locked on to qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day the promised land, oh gosh, to the promised land, oh, to the promised land, well, there's plenty of land for you and I, by and by. Thank you to everyone listening on JohnOrader.com. Download the Jano Radio app. Take us on the go. J-A-H-K-N-O. We are available in your Apple and Google Play stores. That's the promised land. Oh, that's the promised land. Oh, 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 baby. Yeah. Separate riding on the kitchen. This is one of his big hits. Made a stop in that small 
Then we made another one in a December the promised land Oh, we took the promised land Oh, God, save the promised land Where is your promised land? Sometimes you ain't got to take a trip. It's right within you. Just look inside. Baby, my time is too expensive. Don't waste this man's time, ladies. Don't waste nobody's time. Just tell it like it is. If you are serious, Don't play with my heart, you're making me furious But if you want me to love you Baby, I will Oh girl, I will Tell it like it is I gotta pull this up, L- listen Ladies, I'm going to take up for the men today. There are some damn good men out there. Let us not mess them up, all right? Let's not make them bitter for the next woman, all right? You don't want him, leave him. Don't play around with him. It's too expensive. And I'm not your little boy. Lord of mercy, man. If you are serious Don't play with my heart You're making me furious But if you want me to love you Baby, I will Oh, girl, I feel Don't be afraid to let your conscience be your guide Cause I know deep down inside me I believe you love me Forget your foolish pride Tell it like it is and keep it moving Don't mess with that man's heart It's better to start all over again But you know Keep it real with him. Junior. Telegram here for Dennis Brown. Sign here, please. Thank you. Hey, Shugs. This is from Barbara. Mm. She says she still loves me. She can't do without me. And she was the last time you heard these songs. But she just didn't understand. I never stopped loving her. I just wasn't ready to accept the love she was willing to give. But if she still loves me, ain't nothing to stop us from making it this time. Starting all over again, it's gonna be rough. So rough. But we're gonna make it, yeah. Starting all over us race, it's gonna be tough. But we gotta face it. There's one more I gotta squeeze in before we get back to the news. This is one of my favorites. If I had the world. If I had the world. 
get into the <laughs> business and tech news oh love me some dennis brown all right first up on the business and tech scene amazon ceo says it will continue to sell anti-semitic film and book despite the backlash story courtesy of ballalert.com so despite Kyrie Irving facing significant backlash and a Brooklyn net suspension for promoting an anti-Semitic film on Amazon, the platform still has decided to sell it. Amazon CEO Andy Jassy, who is Jewish, was interviewed at the New York Times' Deal Book Summit. When asked about selling the film, he responded, We have to allow access to those viewpoints even if they are objectionable. His reasoning was due to the fact that Amazon sells products to people with differing opinions. The documentary, Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America, 
alleges that Jews did not die in the Holocaust and that they controlled the media. The film became a bestseller after Irving promoted it on social media. On top of a temporary suspension, Nike dropped the point guard and he had to pay a $500,000 fine. Since the critique of the film and fans' outrage, many celebrities, including Mila Kunis, signed an open letter to send to Amazon and Barnes & Noble, calling for the documentary to be taken down immediately and cease all sales of the book. However, with the announcement of Jassy's decision, it remains unclear if the solution or lack thereof will suffice. So where's the ah. outrage? <laughs> Good morning, Fabian. Go right ahead. Good morning, Moments. Um, this is really something here. Um, clearly a double standard. <laughs> and the question I always ask is who are our gatekeepers? Who protect us? Um... This is this is really astounding uh, when you think of what Kyrie Irving had to go through and he met all the requirements to get reinstated to the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, the people are profiting. Kyrie wasn't even profiting off this, but those whose I've heard this uh, documentary have just gone through the roof as far as sales since the controversy, as controversy often does. And they uh, have drawn their line in the sand and say they will not stop selling it. So this is incredible, but pretty much uh, paints the picture that we've seen before in this country. Thank you. Thank you, Fabian. I think they need to cut, um, Amazon needs to cut carry a check, quite frankly, because he propelled the sales, right? Um, excuse me. Now, hypocrisy, we know that bleeds in America double standard it's the standard to be double standard or to you know to display double standards in this country it's the norm now i stand with amazon in not repealing the book because if you ask me i think it needs to be made available it ought to be available both the book and the movie needs to be available for those who are crying out about it to go and watch it and read it and because i think they are just going off of a hype you know followers lead the sheep and they will follow because they're just as lost themselves i think that is what is happening i don't believe that every single person who is um denouncing Kyrie irving and denouncing anybody who has an opposing view and supports Kyrie, i don't think they have taken the time to read the book or watch the show and this is why it is so important that history, correct, truthful history is taught. Because people are just going off of a fad, if you ask me. Yeah, we are a country filled with double standards. Moments, quick question. Um, in Kyrie Irving, in, in end up with these requirements, uh, forget re reinstated book. Well, in, though, that in, was the those were the stipulations, and I'm sure he had to follow through. Um, as to if everything was checked off, I'm not sure that I don't have.
but I know somebody else just opened their mic. Uh, yeah, it was James. Me. Okay, go ahead, James. Yeah, so, you know, I think there might be like a silver lining for Kyrie because if Amazon, if, you know, the, the CEO comes out and that's on record, I believe that Nike needs to reinstate Kyrie or there, there should be like a lawsuit. Because what the media did to Kyrie too was, was like false because they were saying that, oh, Kyrie said. Kyrie just post the link. He didn't, there was no caption underneath his post. And they were um, saying that, don't you think um, your words hurt people or what you say? But Kyrie didn't say anything. He just posted it. And if the CEO who is Jewish is benefiting from it. Why should Kyrie lose his, his Nike deal? And, you know, like, I believe that if he has a good lawyer, there should be a way to have Nike pay him out, even if they're not going to continue with, with the shoes, to pay him out is worth, because it's, it's really double standard, because he didn't say anything, he posted it, and if we go back in history and, you know, all of the stuff, like, the, the, these historic books and stuff like that. Um, shouldn't um, indigenous people feel some type of way too? Like with the history that's written now that we have access to? Isn't it like um, a lot of false narrative in, in those history? What they're claiming like, you know, in, in that book too? So, you know, like if, we go, if we're going to go look at it like that, everyone can feel some type of way. Indigenous people can feel some type of way. Black people can feel some type of way about it. The history that's out there that's that's incorrect so i believe that hopefully because i think he said his lawyers are, are are doing stuff i don't know if it's just with the brooklyn nets or it's going to be with nike too but hopefully he gets back his, his money because it's not fair at all not fair to him all right all right thank you okay so comment in the chat uh javette does the author and or movie maker receive an um any monetary gain uh and miss me is saying they are not involved they care not so no ceo or founder is getting involved worse a black man be real all right so go ahead dre go right ahead yeah so this just goes to show black people as a collective when we have power the things we can do mm -hmm. amazon could say they not pulling it down and the Jewish community can send letters all them want or whatever because Amazon is in a position where we can't really do without them in a sense. So they could make that stance. And I congratulate Lebron on what he did yesterday, last night, when he actually brought up the Jerry Jones situation and put it back on the media to say, shows the same energy that y'all give to Kyrie. You need to show this the same energy. And people that have a platform need to stand up and, and, and push back. And for the whole Kyrie Irving thing, sometimes too, you have to blame the black media because they push and they push on him too. And those sports commentators and all of those people, like they, they, they the, the black ones, they never him any justice you know so 
it's just show us a collective where we come together and when you have power you have talk and amazon just show that we're not taking down the book nothing y'all can do dre uh, you know what so they did they, they publicly hold on Afro. they publicly ostracized him that's what they did dre publicly yes. ostracized him uh who was next someone had them was it okay go ahead fabian go ahead no uh, Afro and then i'll go after okay Afro. Was Afro. okay then uh, fabian all right sure our respect yeah, me not ask like which black media that because the few black media them when we watch like the African Diaspora News Channel and um oh, African Diaspora which one and this, and yeah, this some I'm other one. Those popular yeah, sorry, blogs. The, pop, the popular ones um Afro, not the the, the, the popular blogs, the, 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 the ball alert, the shade room, the 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 Revolt TV, the all the popular, all oh, 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 the all the stations, and okay. where black okay. people go now to, like, to me, when you see a public lynching of your own, you don't even support it. Oh yeah, man. Um, cool stations. You know what I mean? Like, um, Roland Bootleg Martin. Yeah, we know about them people. There. You get me? I said, what are them people? There? <laughs> yeah, we know about them. Uh, we, we don't even we don't see them. Don't support you know? it, we, and you we, have the ignore, power to we, change we the narrative. Them. Right. Yep, uh, and that is why, sir, like the African diaspora news channel, them not really get funding like that because what, them, them now basically been over for nobody. Them are telling the truth, and are the interests of not um, black black people. You know what I mean? Because like Ro um, I mean Roland Bootleg Martin, him him, he must have You know what I mean? Plain and straight. You said uh, something Afro. I'm so sorry to cut you, but you said something Afro, and I'm glad you said it. Funding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the Funding them, them determines what is um, promoted. The funding is a huge part of the direction that presenters and media personnel and journalists take. Funding, mm -hmm. money right, is powerful, and and um, I'm glad you brought that up, and I I wanted to grab onto that. Um, Afo, I, I I do apologize for. Continue, no, you're good, man. No, but I'm but I wanted to hold on to that funding, money. Oh, me me make go through with it, man, and then Fabian our work can take over. All but right. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So Fabian went on a call. We'll get back when Fabian comes on. So in the meantime, um, Door DoorDash cutting 1,250 jobs after pandemic hiring surge. Story courtesy of NPR.org. DoorDash is eliminating about 1,250 corporate jobs or about 6% of its workforce, saying it hired too many people when delivery demand surged during the COVID-19 pandemic. CEO Tony Zhu said in a message to employees on Wednesday that DoorDash was undersized before the pandemic and sped up hiring to catch up with its growth. Most of our investments are paying off, and while we've always been disciplined in how we managed our business and operational metrics, we were not as rigorous as we should have been in managing our team growth. That's on me. As a result, operating expenses grew quickly. So I have a solution for you people, because there's going to be another pandemic. You know, there is, undoubtedly. Yeah, the zombie one. So here's what I'm going to recommend. If we have to go into a global shutdown ever again, or just a national one, you don't hire people full time. You take them on under contract. 
and you stagger the contracts, meaning you're going to do a six-month contract, a nine-month contract, or a one-year contract, and it is to be reviewed. And you want to make sure you're having the details that the contract will end, however, can be um, renewed should the conditions persist, right? So that is how companies, I would strongly recommend you move forward because what this does, it sends a negative feeling. It's a negative experience. Oh, I was hired and they only kept me for two years and now they're firing me. You see what I'm saying? So it's all in the approach. It is better to bring someone on as a contractor for a set period of time because I don't think you expected the pandemic to go on forever, right? I had said five years. That's, that was the time span I had given it. So this is now teaching us that we want to do it in increments. So every six months, we're going to review and renew if necessary, right? So there will be no hard feelings. You, you mitigate that as much as possible. Go ahead, James. Yeah, DoorDash is literally actually the worst company i've ever like done anything with our, our experience i don't know who runs that company but they need to be out of business that's like the worst company ever like they, they have no vision they have i i it, they run it like a party shop trust me they run it like a party shop i don't know who the ceo of that company but i've never seen a company like that not even if you go to like a little car in a soup shop, they're more organized than DoorDash. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because just the way how they enter the market and the way how they deal with the market is just like absurd. And I don't know, like they're, 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 I'm surprised they're still in operation because I, I, I thought that government would have shut them down because they're so incompetent. I, I don't know, but not a good company. Okay. All right. So, sports news. Deshaun Watson accuses plan to attend Cleveland Browns game upon his return. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson is expected to return to the NFL field after his 11-game suspension following sexual misconduct allegations. Watson was the center of attention earlier this year after 24 women reported sexual misconduct, accusing the football player of inappropriate behavior during massage therapy appointments, which included allegedly exposing himself. 23 out of 24 lawsuits have since been settled. Watson will return to play football this Sunday in Houston at the NRG Stadium, and it looks like his accusers want a front row to the game. Some of my clients asked to go, the accuser's attorney, Tony Busby, told people. They thought it important to make clear that they are still here and that they matter. I was proud of them for that. I have made that opportunity available to them. I haven't been to a Texans game in many years, but because they are, I will go. Now, why would I want to go? Wow. And, well, you know. <laughs> wow. <sighs> you sue him for sexual misconduct, but you're going to go and watch his game <laughs> and watch him play. Wow. I hope ants bite down them behind out there. They're not going to watch the no, game. They're no. going to disrupt the game. Exactly. They're not there to, to watch arrested. it. They're there to that. disrupt. 
know that I was sexually assaulted? Why would I want to be in the presence of my assaulter? I don't want to be in the presence of my ex as much as my as someone who assaulted me. Oh, you that know, makes so. no sense. To, oh, that 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 make, no, it doesn't make any sense. So wow. So now I have to rally back to what Dre just said. I have to go, Dre. I have to come back to what you just said. Was this a was this a setup? Exactly. Hmm. Was this a setup because this you know what this you know what i'm imagining in my head na 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 that's what i'm imagining that's the the tune in my head you know when you're kids and you're playing and you know you're making fun of the person that you pulled one over on na 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 yeah they're going there to humiliate this man to say <laughs> I, I gotcha, and here we are. So that go on all the time, and some of them women they walk ball out, so them get raped, all kind of foolishness. And there's no evidence, just some bunch of word them out, some things were happening. So according to them, happened from the 60s, uh, like Bill, Bill Cosby and all them something there. And there's no proof, but oh, well, them say you do it, you know, so here are jail time for you. You get what I say? And then some people see. come out of the woodwork, see when Michael Jackson something, him, him rape me, him, him do this, him do that. And when they check it out, how much investigation, not one strand of evidence, till a couple of years later, um, I was paid to say this, I was paid to say that. So, why may I tell you that? Why? Somebody <sighs> are trying to get the bug, but may I tell you, wait man, wait, Babylon has going to fall. Until, until the day when, um, women get held accountable for lying about sexual um misconduct and rape and stuff like that until they they, they get jail time for lying it, it it won't change you know and it, it's sad because a lot of women out there getting abused and rape and these people that come out and lie like it it, it just do the whole thing a disservice you know so I don't know what we want to do about that. And just one lie like that ruin a man's life forever. Even when it come out that you didn't do it, people just always look at you as yeah. a rapist. Your reputation is already scarred. But listen to this, Dre. Listen to this. The, the lawyer said, I think it's important to note that each of these women is different. You can't paint them with a broad brush. All right. Listen to that statement very carefully. We're going to pick sense out of nonsense. I would never encourage them to attend. Some never want to hear Watson's name again. Well, more than likely, those may have been justified. In my opinion, I'm adding that, right? If I said no, if them said them no want to hear them name again, it's quite possible that they may have been victims, right? Some others have put it in the past. Some are still angry. Others are defiant. Makes me proud they want to stand up and be counted rather than quietly go away. Good on them. He also went on to add that the women want to make the statement like, hey, we're still here. We matter. Our voice was heard. And this is something that is not over. Sexual harassment and assault happen every day in the United States. But let's go back to the first part of the statement. It, I think it's important to note that each of these women is different. You can't paint them with a broad brush. What is he saying right there? Wait, I missed it. Can you give me a quick summary of what's yeah, going on? Yeah, chilly. Go ahead. 
Senator? No, I was just saying I missed everything. What's, what's oh, going on? okay. So the Deshaun Watson accusers, the football player, planned to a- attend the Cleveland Cleveland Browns game upon his return. So um, Deshaun, he's a QB for the Cleveland Browns. He should be back on the field this Sunday in Texas playing against the um, the Texans in the Houston NRG Stadium. And they want a front row seat to the game. They asked their attorney if they could go, right? And they're they're wanting to go because they they thought it important to make clear that they're still here and that they matter. And I'm proud of them for that. But he added saying, I think it's important to note that each of these women is different. You can't paint them with a broad brush. I would never encourage any of them to attend. Huh. So why them going? What a, you, you, you wouldn't encourage them to attend, but you're saying good on them. You can't paint them with a broad brush. I don't think all of them were actually victims. I'm sorry. Now I have to take the stance. I don't think they were all victims. For those who were actual victims, shame on you. Shame on you, Deshaun, for doing that to them. But for the ones who are making me now look at them with my eyebrow raised like the rock, shame on you for jumping on a bandwagon to benefit financially. But I'm about saying, you know, time longer than rope. Um, there are some women, and Lord, it, it, I know it's going to sound bad for me if I said this as a woman, but the truth is the truth, and I have to speak the truth. There are some women who get into relationships, get married. Things don't work out between them and the man. And them destroy the man, drag him right down, take for everything, house, car, land, all the brief I'm back to them, take from him. And then they end up losing everything. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? So if these women who are going to the game conspired, to tear this man down and to take advantage of him when he was already being dragged because of those that he offended. And if they know deep down that it didn't happen to them and they're just being wagonous and then benefit of it, remember me tell you your day coming. Your day is gonna come. You see, we gotta be careful in life what we do. What goes around comes around. Want all, lose all. Remember I told you all that. Stop it. For those who are victims, and I don't want anyone to get me wrong, for those who are victims whom he offended, took advantage of, he is wrong for those. And he deserves his punishment accordingly. But to see the rest of them, (laughs) Today for you, tomorrow for me. Remember that. Florida QB Kitna charged with, uh, what is this? Possessing child pornography. What's wrong with you people? Florida backup quarterback Jalen Kitna, the son of retired NFL quarterback John Kitna, was arrested on Wednesday and charged on two counts of distribution of child exploitation material and three counts of possession 
of child pornography. Gainesville police said the 19-year-old Kitna shared the images via a social media platform. Kitna was booked in the Alachua County Jail where he was awaiting a first appearance before a judge this morning. It is not immediately known if he has an attorney who would comment on his behalf. The Gators suspended Kitna indefinitely about an hour after his arrest. Come on, you can't be doing these things. Are you dumb? So, time for Believe It or Not stories. Um, Who let the dogs Remembers that story, that song. <laughs> you are so wrong for that. <laughs> <laughs> I could have helped myself, Javet. I could have helped myself. I really could have. So, <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, so let me see if I can hold it together to get through this article. Let me see. Let me see. Or Rosolo may have to read it for me. <laughs> but let me see if I can hold it together. Three, two, one, Lego. Florida man who believed he was half dog avoids prison time after courts accept his insanity plea after he killed a couple and chewed on man's face. Austin Haruf uh, <laughs> saw the Rosolo show. I literally went Haruf, but anyway, I, won't, <laughs> I won't do that. Yeah. I'm going to behave myself. I'm going to behave myself because there are dead people in this story. I got to get it together. Okay, I need help. Yes, pray for me, y'all. I need, I need help. God needs to work with me. I'm under construction, though. Don't worry. So, Austin Haruf, a 24-year-old 24, 24 Florida resident who killed a couple in 2016, will not go to prison after the court accepts his insanity plea. So six years ago, the Florida State University student was arrested for the murders of John Stevens, 59, and Michelle Mishkan, 53. The case will no longer be going to trial since Haruf, who was 19 at the time of the attack, pleaded not guilty to two counts of first-degree murder and various other charges. As of now, he is being held at a mental health facility nearby, until doctors and the judge decide he no longer poses a threat to the community. He had been facing life in prison for the killings and chewing on one of his victims' face. I hate you, I hate you all, I hate you what you did, said Cindy Mishkan, sister of Michelle, during testimony. I really think you deserve to die, Austin. Your family deserves to suffer the way my family suffered. And sadly, I don't think anyone in here is going to suffer how Michelle and John did. According to a mental health report, Haruf suffered an acute psychotic episode at the time of the attack. Haruf claimed, hmm, oh Lord have mercy, he was fleeing a demon-like figure he called Daniel and howling because he believed he was half dog. So, folks, you can claim to be whatever the heck you want to be to get off in Florida. 
Um, we can answer this. Yes, yes. Yes, about remember, but during the pandemic, um, one and two cases like this actually pop up, where people, <coughs> where people, um, are jump on people and chop on people and stuff like that. But I said this happened from what 2016, is it? This happened in 2016, correct? Yeah. So this has nothing to do with the pandemic. No, no, right. all of us. But when I say. But I say it have nothing for the pandemic, you know, because they said that I'm from 2016. But um, but during that time, some stuff did take place. Uh, if nobody remember some of these stories that come up. People did attack about the clubhouse, and um, people jump on people and attack people and bite them up and all kind of things. Um, apart from that, too, again, I don't know if nobody again aware, you know. We can't be wrong, but right now, yeah, we kind of win when it comes on to stuff like this. Um, but if nobody aware that they might promote this, they might promote this um, cannibal agenda thing. You know what I mean? Uh, right now, they have this movie called Bones where people that eat people. Um, yeah, you hear about celebrity meats. Um, um, Mark Zuckerberg wife. Was accused of um, selling, oh, having a restaurant and selling human meat. You get me? <laughs> you get me? I said so. And then now, the story I'm talking about, the, uh, I don't know if you look into it as yet, where we don't talk about some zombie virus or frozen at some ice um, lake 50,000 50, years, for 50,000 yeah, 50, years, um, scientists find it unearthed it and they say it's going to be the new pandemic. Um, even when you listen to these government officials, the Mars tell us, yeah, the next pandemic will come, the next one will come. And they even go as far as tell us how much people are got dead or affected, 40,000. And we, I think we even mentioned to when they just come out and say, oh, no, no, all oh, them know say, the exact number, yeah, you know what I mean, I get affected and all these things. You know what I mean? So, we don't, we don't, put, we don't put nothing past them people. I hope I'm wrong. Like really actually what me wrong and others who think the same who have the, the platform and have the same um, discussions and have this raised eyebrow as well as like the rock. I hope we're wrong. But so far, especially what takes place with this plan make when I'm wrong, is me I say a whole lot of things are come to light now. Right. A whole lot of things. Is me? Things what we are saying we'll get you know, um banned for call crazy for <laughs> finally I come out and say, Oh now this really take place, oh, this really Lord. go on. You know, and it's like it just not not come out tight. Right. You know, so, yeah. All um, right. Hold on. I hope I'm wrong. I hope so too. Hold on, Miss Me. Go right ahead. Go right ahead, Miss Me. I know you want to say something, and I know time is going on. Else, go ahead, Miss Me. No, sorry. I was just saying that to me, this whole agenda of letting people get off with identifying as a dog, identifying as whatever they want to identify. The reason they're letting these people get away is because eventually they want them to have websites to say they identify as a six-year-old so it don't look no way when they're doing their nastiness. That's what I feel the true agenda is. Being able to claim something you're not to get away with murder. So question for yeah, you. Yeah. Question for the room. When if you have a dog <laughs> or whatever the dog is, and your dog bite the neighbor, 
What do they do with the dog? They kill the dog. They kill the dog. Euthanasia. Okay. If he thinks he's a dog, treat him like a dog. Period. <laughs> nonsense now. Yeah, I don't understand that. How was he acquitted for being a dog? Yeah, it's... it's you know, yeah, they should... But on a certain kind of people can play with like... Oh, that, Jesus, so. have mercy. <laughs> I'm trying to regain my composure. You know... I heard when you said it on, when you read this story on my show. Can you hear me? Cause I yes, don't, I, don't I can hear you. I think okay. we can hear you <laughs> loud and clear. <laughs> I love it. I love it. When you read the story on Tuesday evening, I, I had I couldn't hold my composure on the show. I don't even know. What, I don't. I don't even want to listen to the show because of that segment. And people are texting me still to that to, because they were crying because we could not hold. But when you think about it, exactly what Marlon just said, if he wants to be a dog, and I had many questions on Tuesday, now they matter not, but if he wants to be a dog, just treat him like a dog. Treat so he like bit someone, he bit someone, think, do what you need to do with him. But let's stop with the nonsense and these stupid excuses for people doing these ludicrous acts to people. You don't you 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 started barking because you thought some a demon would what is it Ichabus's Bus's cousins and Zuckerbus's sisters what is going on in this world right now? Euthanize him, behind. Euthanize, put him down. Give him some ton cornmeal with chicken back and put him down. Put up. Yo, do not stop. Not the cornmeal. Because, because, <laughs> I mean, they, he was. I mean, moments. Remember, we discussed. He was walking. He, he was in a restaurant with his yes, parents. Where, yes. Was he eating off the floor? Was he crawling on all fours? <laughs> no, he what, was. Did, not. Was he on a leash? He followed the people. He followed the people. He. They were out. It was either lunch or dinner. Went outside the restaurant. Followed these people to their home. Parked his car in a neighbor's yard. Walked over and killed the people and then start chewing. Now let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. He should have his parents, and his parents are standing by him. His father is defending him. So if you know your son is a dog, put his ass on a leash, get a muzzle for his mouth, put him on all fours, make him walk around, carry the kennel around wherever you're going, and put him in that kennel. And the places that say no animals allowed, son, you can't go in. Put him outside and, and time leash to the door. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's preposterous. What next? So now somebody's gonna kill somebody and say, Oh, I identify as an alligator. We can't kick down somebody and say, I thought I was a horse. I feel like a horse. But Mormons, yeah, 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 you see everything, yeah. Alright, we know about the horse one, we know about the alligator pop, but we know about the horse one. When I see the video of the girl, I said a couple years ago, she said she's a she identified as a horse. <laughs> yes, I've seen those videos. Alpha, oh, the thing okay. is, they didn't kill anybody. They it, didn't kill yeah. anybody. No, no, true. That's true. That's true. Right. So if you feel true. like you're a horse, go, gallop around. Gallop, 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 gallop around. I, I, yeah, I'm sure that's true. If you over feel you like an alligator, nyam frog, and swim in the swamp all day long, who cares what you want to do? But when you start taking other people's lives, then you need to be accountable. And putting them in a mental, mental institution, I'm sick and tired of the excuse that people are mental because of the pandemic. I'm sick and tired of hearing that. He thought he was a dog. <laughs> if his mother and father knew he were, he was a dog, then they should have kept them must go ahead, put them, euthanize their asses too. Because if he's a dog, one of them a dog too. <laughs> listen, listen to this. Miss me, put it in the chat. I'm going to go to a bank. 
take money and say I feel like a cash register. Exactly. Joe, Let's Joe. all do well, it. Well, America actually given out America is a place where you can be anything you want to be. And when you not be anything you want to be, you know, when I can actually go and say, Hey, I was this, so that's why I'm gonna do this and you know, get your scotch free. So that is what the much I put out there for making a note say, hey, see a way for for beat um jail time, yeah. You know? You know what I mean? Just say when it was this, please, uh, you know, uh, and yeah, when you get your scotch free, you're not going to live in a life. Just make sure so we'll catch you now, you know, we'll pop up on now and day that if them do that, um, we'll soon know a run pan off four and a bark or whatever it is. Apple, listen, we all have dreams and, you know, <laughs> but let me be serious for a second. This right here, he needs to go to jail. He needs to serve time. Nothing is wrong with him. He had to chew the people to try because he knew what he was going to do. You think him don't know? Him have all the sins in the world. I may agree with everybody. You want to be a dog, my friend? Come, we're going to treat you like a dog. You know, in some places, they just take you out on the range and just shoot you with a shotgun. Put the dog down. Put, you don't even get a funeral. Well, yes, I'm sorry. We did funerals for our dogs. But still. You, you, we dig a hole and we just drop your dung in there. You don't need casket. You don't need nothing because you is a dog. Okay? Okay. Yeah, we'll do that for Next. my dog too. <laughs> <laughs> so, a viral man with a wide neck arrested again. Okay, you know something. Why do you say I do? I can't. I can't. I can't. Hey, moments. Are, are the brother, the, the black guy with the wolf of tattoo, get famous a couple years ago? I didn't see him again. I don't know because it's my first time hearing about this man. It was my first time. So I'm going to pin the link at the top of the page so my folks on Clubhouse can check it out. So let me go ahead and read the story. Viral man with wide neck arrested again in Florida on stalking charges. Multiple charges have been filed against a Florida man whose mugshot went viral in 2018 due to his broad neck. Probably him, I don't know. So according to the Escambia County Jail website, Charles Dion McDowell, who was previously arrested on drug charges, has now been charged with aggravated stalking and withholding support for a child or spouse. Police were called to a local residence following McDowell's appearance at a woman's home and threatening text messages. A warrant for McDowell's arrest had already been issued since August. Since then, he has capitalized on his newfound fame with his most recent video on YouTube, which has 833,000 views. McDowell. Okay, so it's him. McDowell said during an interview with DJ Small Eyes, <laughs> so hold on, his big neck and small eyes, that his neck was not due to a medical condition. It won't affect nobody. It's just my neck. He said it ain't stopped me from doing anything I wanted to do. I ain't got no medical condition. I'm not disabled. It's just my neck. Uh... <laughs> Brings new meaning to the term kiss my neck. Yes, Miss Me. I'm saying, Mama. Oh, Jesus. I'm in a partner with this, this, um, this, uh, this white dude. Um, I don't know if it's a condition him of as well, but it look like a just skin and bones. Um, and then him, I them show them a rap and me have some whole videos and posts up. So yeah, I'm saying, Mama. Oh boy. Okay. So, two Louisiana women arrested after scamming veterans out of $1 million purchased a $600,000 home in cash and other luxury items. 
Yes. The veterans that they targeted were mostly veterans, seniors. In September, several reports of suspicious activity kicked off an investigation by the Shreveport Police Department Financial Crimes Task Force. Their probe led them to 21-year-old Zar Raja. Okay, you know what? Um, I can't. I can't. Zar Raja. Z-A-R. R-A-J-A-H Watkins. <sighs> Reminds me of a TikTok video I saw um, where this teacher, it's a, it's a reenactment, right? This teacher is in front of the class and pronouncing, trying to pronounce some names. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to disrespect you, Miss Watkins, but I can't pronounce your first name. If anybody can pronounce it, please let me know. Z-A-R- R-A-J-A-H. Zaraja, Zareja. I'm, I'm confused. But anyway. The Shreveport resident used her position with the teleperformance or with teleperformance to access USAA bank account information. From there, Watkins sold the information to several people, including 21-year-old Destane, or is it Destiny, or another way to say Destiny. Ah, it is destiny. Look at that. Glass, a resident of the same city. Glass then used several methods to defraud account holders out of over $1 million. It is unclear exactly how Glass stole the funds, but a report says she used the money to create a lavish life for herself, purchasing high-end vehicles, clothing, and her most prestigious investment, a four-bedroom, five thousand square foot home priced at $639,000, which she paid for in cash. The transaction was completed on October 22nd. The beautiful residence is located in The Haven, a posh subdivision with some homes valued at over a million dollars. Glass was previously arrested on nine counts of misdemeanor theft and two counts of felony theft. Last March, she pleaded guilty to just one charge of felony theft and received a suspended sentence and probation. The remaining charges were dropped. Watkins was arrested on November 17th, charged with 175 counts of identity theft, while Glass was taken back into custody November 22nd, facing 65 counts of the same charge. Both women are being held in Caddo Correctional Center without bond, and more arrests are expected. So... Destiny. Uh, parents, can we please give names that um, or spell the names? If the if her name is Destiny, can we spell it to be Destiny and not me having to figure out if it's Destine, Destani? I, uh, I have to go through too much, too much. Please work with me. <sighs> no, look a girl. Look a girl. If you have got teeth, you have to be smart about your stealing. You can't go from nothing to something and show it all off right away. Take your time and work your way up. And then why didn't you form a trust? Buy the house in the name of the trust or a business. Buy it in the name of somebody else. Huh? And then you want to go into a posh subdivision and raise red flags. Oh, Spice just popped in to say hi. Hi, Spice. Yeah, on Twitter. So... Um, you were previously arrested for something similar. 
and you go back and do the same thing again. You deserve to serve your time now. You got a chance. And you come back out and do the same thing. Right? Um, here's the question I have, though. How are you going to arrest me, but you can't prove what I did? And here's why I'm saying this. It is unclear exactly how Glass stole the funds. So if they're not clear about how she stole the funds, how do they know she actually stole the funds? That's my only question. And I'm probably not thinking. No, I got to remove that link. I can't look at that man's neck. I'm sorry, Clubhouse. I have to remove it. It's disturbing me. <laughs> sorry. I know I have issues. I know I have issues. <laughs> Hold on. What name is that, Miss Me? I knew uh, Mercedes. Mercedes. Imagine that supposed to say Mercedes. That can't be Mercedes. That can't be Mercedes. On my life, her name was Mercedes, and it was spelled M A C A D I E S. I don't care what nobody says. I'm not a could not spell because that's a big mistake. <laughs> and they're so popular. <laughs> so she didn't look. What she should have done is this. Okay, I want to name my child after the luxury car because I think my child is luxury. You're right to feel that way about your child. You didn't have a uh, somebody to help you with the spelling to say, ma'am, that's not how you spell Mercedes. She could have sat on a street corner and wait for a couple to pass and write it down. Come on. Mercedes. You know what she did? She spelled it the way she pronounces it. Mercedes. Because, you know, some people can't really pronounce words a certain yeah. way. So that, yeah, that's what she did. Mercedes. Oh, Lord have mercy. I would not be talking to my mama if she did that. So our next story, let's see if we can squeeze this one in. Gotta squeeze this one in. A Florida woman is suing Kraft for $5 million. Javette, we are not working. We are wasting time. Uh, claiming microwavable mac and cheese takes longer to prepare then the three and, a half, three and a half minutes advertised on Fox. So <laughs> Amanda Ramirez of Hialeah, I need to go check her. She's here in Miami, uh, has filed a proposed $5 million class action lawsuit against Kraft Heinz Foods Company, alleging the food producers Velveeta shells and cheese takes longer than advertised to prepare. Court documents show. The class action suit filed in U.S. District claims that Kraft misled consumers by advertising that the product takes three and a half minutes until it is ready to be consumed, when that is only the amount of time it should be microwaved. According to the complaint, attorneys from, for Ramirez, and she actually has attorneys, filed the lawsuit in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District, District of Florida on November 18. The complaint also said that the front of the box reads, ready in three and a half minutes. However, the instructions list four steps in making the mac and cheese, and one of them is microwave for three and a half minutes. The preparation time is longer when you factor in all the steps, which include removing a cup slid. Uh, lady, you, you got it wrong. It should be opening the box, removing a cup slid. No, 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 no. Before you even get to that, opening the box, remove the cup from the box, remove the lid. Now we get to it. 
add the cheese sauce pouch, adding water to the cup's fill line and stirring, and finally going into the contents of the cheese sauce pouch per the suit. The lawsuit needed to indicate <laughs> how long the entire preparation process took. However, it points out that the mac and cheese would need to be cooked in the microwave for less than three and a half minutes for it to be ready to eat start to finish in that time frame. According to the lawsuit, the product is sold at a premium price of around $10.99 for eight 2.39 ounce cups, which is higher than similar products represented in a non-misleading way. Kraft Heinz Food Company dismissed the lawsuit as frivolous in a statement. Listen, I'm going to find something to sue for. So um, I need to pull out the Barilla pasta, the um, all these different pastas that tell you the cook time is this to get it al dente when the time variation is wrong. Um, I need to, yeah, I have some lawsuits to go prepare. Moments, <laughs> moments. We don't have no time for frackinackle, okay? Because let me say one thing. If, if this case would even go to trial and this woman wins, there would be no more corporations. Has anyone ever cooked anything that they've seen? May it be in a somebody's um, book or in a news article that really, really worked exactly how the ingredients and the directions are? Please. We don't have no time for that frackinackle. No time. <laughs> we don't. We definitely don't, Javet. Waste of people's time. And the lawyer need a box crazy, yes. Time sure goes by too quickly. Even with four hours, huh? Never enough time. I have to say thank you to everyone that logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you were listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Thank you so much for the great conversation, the shared views, varying opinions, and always interesting perspectives. Gotta thank everyone that hung out in the audience. Thank you so much, Tosh and Geely. Thank you to my co-mods, Javette, Sanaj, Rosolo. Thank you for holding it down. Thank you to everyone on the stage with me, Chili. Dre, Sula, James, Marlon, Apple, Ms. Me, Crystal, and everyone else who was here earlier. Thank you so much. Wishing you all a wonderful rest of your day. Whatever you do, wherever you go, please be safe. Remember to Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. And 
while you're working or you're playing, if you're sitting at your desk, whatever you're doing, tune in to QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Have a wonderful day. This is Moments With Me signing out of QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com. When I climb the stairs and I turn the key of